What's up, guys? It's not the final score. It's not on the fly. It's Triple Threat Main Event Episode <laughs> 1. Guys, welcome to the show. I like that. Just to get a little just to get a little background, you know, we talk about wrestling a lot on on the fly, and you see it a lot in the in the groups. So we got a talking. And we got our main man up here, the man, man from down under, the uh, hit man on the football field. <laughs> he's not Bret Hart, but he's he's a little bit Bret. He's not. He doesn't have that bitter attitude like Bret Hart. Freaking I freaking Goldberg right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't got Goldberg. Right yeah. be like, be like, oh, I hate Goldberg. He's the worst wrestler ever. He 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 put me out of wrestling. No, I'm talking uh, about. I'm talking about Jax as tough as Goldberg, man. She's Jax now. now Let's 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 introduce him. He's been on the fly before. We did actually did a wrestling a wrestling yeah. show. What was the tag teams? Top yeah, top ten top tag, teams. tag teams. Okay, top. That 10 was like teams. a four hour episode, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while back, but yeah, yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, with us and and as part of the uh, triple threat main event, he's going to be one of the co-hosts of the show. Is none other than, like I said, the Australian hitman, Jack Pinocchio. What's up, buddy? Stevie, Jace, how you guys doing? Minus the theme music. Every time I hear that name, I hear it. Although, I think I may need a theme music for this. As a kid, I always liked the song um, by P.O.D. Alive. I always made that my theme song. Don't know why, but we can go with that. That's another show for another time here. We're on top wrestling. Favorite theme songs? Yeah. Yeah. Entrance music and all that stuff. We'll talk about that and what would be our entrance music if uh, yeah. we were. Um, so, yeah. Stevie's would be It's Raining Men. Spoiler alert, you know. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> anyway, we wanted to do a show. We know we didn't want to, you know, on the flies, more music, entertainment, stuff like that. So, we we decided we would do a little side cast. And my dog is making an appearance in the background. A little side cast, and uh, me and Jack were talking. Jack came up with the name, which I think was good. We were actually going to use another name, but somebody else had already used it, which I think was a better name. Jack, you want to tell them what that name was? I always wanted to call a wrestling podcast scheduled for one fall and have um, just, I don't know, it was just such a great name. And at the end, you could say, and that was scheduled for one fall. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And have like Howard Finkel's voice at WrestleMania yeah. start the show. I had it, but yeah. Finkel. What about yeah, there's that? only three million podcasts out there. So exactly somebody grabbed it. Yeah, what's the chant? But somebody had done, but you know, they had done they hadn't done an episode in like three years, but we didn't want to take a chance. But I don't think anybody's got triple threat main event out there. But yeah, we all all three of us uh that could be a porn podcast, but we won't go there. So <laughs> I did say we could use the Saturday Night Main Event theme song. That is kind of in the same genre. We, what we'd have to do, what we'd need to do, though, you know, you remember on Saturday Night's Main Event, before it started, right when it came on, 
you had the little underlying music and everybody was doing their little promos. <laughs> we each week, all three of us need to do a little promo about what's an emotion or whatever. Yeah, no, they were, but you know how they had the little background music playing while the guys were doing the promos that were they would get ready to wrestle, they were cutting yeah, promos yeah. from each other and then head into that. But some we've got a first comment up here in his Facebook user. He's probably good. He's not. <laughs> He hasn't revealed who he is. Porn is good. So that's yeah. actually one of my burner accounts. Sonny Burning as is. That's one of mine. Jason. I don't know who you are. If you want to identify who you are, come on out and identify. Just yourself. being honest. I mean, there's two types of guys in the world: people that <laughs> men who watch porn and people who lie and men who lie about it. So yeah, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, okay, I don't know what that's about. This guy, Northeast Corbin Byron, Northeast. Okay. Evidently, he's a fan of where I coach, or he doesn't like where I coach. Jim Britt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know who he is. Jim Britt. How you doing, buddy? He's from uh, Greenville, North Carolina. So what we're going to do tonight, our lead-off episode, we're going to do our top five, who we believe are top five wrestlers that never won a World Heavyweight Championship. Now, this is our list. This doesn't mean we think that, you know. Yes. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this not is. Our, not live to us. Have your list. Yeah, the, you know. Hey, Jim, it was. ECU game was kind of tough, right? I, I just got through watching the ECU football game. That, yeah. Because this list could have easily been 10 to 15. Easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you, you have to, you know, Jack is a little bit younger than us. The me award a little bit 20 years. <laughs> How, old How old are you? 34. So I'm feeling 54 about. today after football. My body doesn't recover as much as it does. So, so 16 year difference between yep. me and uh, I don't know about awards a little bit older than me, which is good. Great variations of so wrestling Jack, knowledge. We actually were talking back and forth all week about the list and uh, Jack is not familiar with like some of the territories that went away back yeah. in the day, like the, the AWA yeah. of uh, Minneapolis. I think my grandfather talked about that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Vern Gagne's AWA wrestling, which produced uh, a lot of uh, freight train Jones. Everyone. I am not sure. You remember freight train Jones warden? I remember special delivery Jones. Was that Rufus R. That, that was the Jones? one that did he lose like in like five seconds to King Kong Bundy at Mania? Yeah, but this is this is a different okay, another guy. Okay, yeah, I think this is Rufus R. Jones. They called him Freight Train. Uh, I don't think he ever won a. Yeah, Rufus R. Jones was like in the. Uh, I don't think he ever won a, a major belt. Is there a rooster crowing in the background? That would be mine. <laughs> I was about to say, that can't be me or Stevie. That rooster's got some time issues. <laughs> Mid -Atlantic, yeah, he was in Mid-Atlantic, but I don't think he ever won a major title like we're talking about. We're talking about a world heavyweight championship. I, um, the top title of yeah, that company. Of that company, yeah. And so Rufus R., I think he may have won like a regional title, but I don't think he ever won anything like a world title or the anything like that yeah there were a couple that i had to like like really research yeah yeah, yeah. One, one i found i thought he had won one but and then i was like okay no he didn't so 
that one ended up on my list. So I was yeah, and, and you know, you got some guys. Wahoo never won a a world heavyweight championship. Wahoo won. Yeah. And go. honestly, you could almost make a case for Dusty because he only held the title for like five yeah. days each time he won it, dude. He in didn't three, hold it very long at all. Three reigns, I think Dusty held it less than a month. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But yeah, like, Wahoo he was, was always the, he was like, always the booker. That's why. So yeah. Wahoo, I think, won every championship that uh the NWA had back then except the world championship. I'm not sure about the TV title. He won the tag titles. He won the, the U.S. National, title. The national title. The national title because he unified that, uh, him and Nikita. With the American, right? But see, what Jim yeah. says, Ricky, Ricky won the big gold. That doesn't Yeah, count. Ricky won, beat Flair. Steamboat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ricky Flair yeah. and um, So, But he never won a WWF title, but he still won the big gold yeah. in that promotion. That's where yeah, what good. we're doing. And it's and it's funny. I did my research on this, and they listed some wrestlers on there. Oh, they never won a title, and it's like a world title. And I'm like, yeah, they did. It just wasn't a WWF title. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to be kind of careful and read between the lines. Um. There, there was. I've got a lot of honorable mentions here. Oh, I got more honorable mentions there. Yeah, a lot about. of. Honorable. I think we need to save some of the honorable mentions for another podcast because this is a good subject. I think. Yeah. Okay. It's a good talking one. Good yeah. talking point podcast episode. Yeah. So what we're gonna do first before we go any further on on triple threat main event is each one of us we're gonna talk about how when and how we got into wrestling and what you know because we're all from three different parts uh, of the world. I mean, you know, honestly, get, probably three different countries. You think about it. it it's all oh, here we go. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nature boy, nature boy was mid Atlantic back in the day. Actually, if you want to see some good stuff, go look up on YouTube, go look up like mid Atlantic wrestling from 1977 or 78 and see if you can find some flair and Greg Valentine uh, teaming up when they were the world, the world tag team champions. They were, or, or Flair, Flair with a big feud with Blackjack. That that Flair, was, Flair was a lot different wrestler before the plane crash and after because he had yeah. to almost get in shape for that plane crash. Oh yeah, and he admits it. He wanted to be Dusty Rhodes Jr. He wanted to be another Dusty Rhodes. Oh yeah, they, he wanted to call himself uh, Ricky Rhodes. Yeah, Ricky Rhodes. Yeah, he wanted to call himself Ricky Rhodes one time. He 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 loved. Speaking of Flair, wasn't that cool to see him show up in TNA? I hope to God he doesn't wrestle. AEW. 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 Oh, yeah. A- <laughs> yeah. AEW. That's right. Duh, All those other letters. TNA is actually going back to its roots and going to call itself TNA again instead of call itself Impact. Yeah. Call I itself saw that. Apparently, they're going to keep the four sided ring this time. They're not bringing back the six, which is great. Yeah. That was always that was terrible. Man. Well, all that was was being different. different to to get some attention. Yeah. Blackjack, uh, Blackjack Jim. Was awesome back in the day. That that was a the big day, uh, what Black Jack Lorenza and uh, what's his name's dad Barry Windham's dad uh, Black Jack Mulligan. Mulligan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, the uh, thing about the uh, I was watching the NW. I was watching NWA. I was watching WWE, and they have the new I guess SmackDown manager. And I kept looking like I know this guy uh, from yep. somewhere. It's yep. Magnus uh, Mickey James's husband from TNA. Yeah, he yeah. was great in TNA ten years ago. Back when TNA was good. With yep. Bully Ray, but I was I, like, who is this guy? 
I actually went to a, and we'll save this for another time to talk more about it. I actually went to a TNA pay-per-view, um, Destination X, and I Ooh. forget the year, but I mean, we were sitting so close to to some of them. It was it was a lot of a lot of guys that you, you know, we'll have to talk about it. Uh, TNA had a TNA had a good run when they had Bully Ray and the Hogan thing. That was, I mean, of course, Hogan, Bischoff ruined everything. But I mean, it. I, TNA was, was getting almost one point two to one point five million viewers a week. Yeah, that that was great. AJ Styles, you know, that was good. You guys ever listen to? Uh, we'll we'll talk about podcasts too that we listen to as well. Uh, but my world with Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. he'll do he'll do a TNA. He'll he'll do an episode where he talks about TNA. And the last one I listened to, he was talking about one of the pay per views there and and uh, how Dixie Carter's family, you know, they the Panda Company, I think that's what they called them. Yeah. Uh, how her dad handled paying for all the wrestling. He was more, Jarrett was saying he was more about going to, to like down the road to get his haircut, something like, you see, I got Hulk Hogan. You see, I got, uh, I got, I got the, he called it the sting. You see, I got the sting and all this stuff. He was just, he didn't know Jack about wrestling. He was just. Sounds like Ted Turner. Friend, like collecting. <laughs> but, uh, so we'll start with Jack. How old were you, and how did you get into wrestling? So I was probably maybe 10 when I started getting into wrestling through video games, um, videos back then. Um, then we just, at school, we all just started talking about it. We were able to get SmackDown and Raw on our cable box. So I used to record it, take it to school, hand it around. And then from there, the magazines. It was just on the verge of when WCW was going out of business when I saw it on TV. Um, it used to be on Australian TV back in the day, but obviously they stopped. And then from there, like I said, the magazines, the video games, you just get more and more into it. And then from there, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I just, it's just one of those things that you watch it. We all know it's scripted, but so is TV and movies. I was dating back in the day. But. I don't know. It's just one of those things that you just you watch it and you know what's going to happen, but at the same time, like you don't. So you watch, and you always have someone you hate, someone you love. So it's just one of the things, man. You just love. I just love it. I love watching it. I'll tell you this, uh, Jack. But back in the day when we watched it, we didn't. I mean, especially I don't know about you, Warren, but as a kid. We didn't know it was re- if it was real or not. They played it exactly. I mean, there's a little thing. Because if you mention mention that word, because there's a there's a guy that works with me that used to be a wrestler. He wrestled back when it was WWF back in the day, and uh, we were sitting there eating lunch one day, and I threw it at him. I said, "Hey, what do you know about kayfabe?" And he stopped what he was (laughs) eating. He stopped like this, and he looked at me like, "What?" And I said, "Kayfabe." And he he looked at me for like I mean he just stared at me for like ten or fifteen. You're gonna be like uh, Doctor D and John Stossel. I thought I was gonna get smacked in the ears again. But, um, yeah, he he said, "How do you know that word?" And I said, "Man, I said you had kept up with wrestling a lot because it's it's." Tell totally McMahon cool. came out and admitted it. Yeah, that's that's how it came out. But you know, but that made it believable back then. Heels and faces had to drive. And stay somewhere oh, else. Get seen together, dude. The bit one of the biggest things that happened back when we were kids, Warren. I don't know if you remember it or not. 
Hacksaw Jim Duggan had just come to the WWF and he was getting high. I mean, he was doing the whole he would carry the two by four. He had the American flag out there and he started this big feud with the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Well, and right in the middle of that feud, guess who gets gets stopped by the cops? The Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan riding in the same vehicle get stopped drug charges. So, you know, and I, I really don't think McMahon was as upset about the drug charges as he was them being together. You know, the heel and the baby face that were supposed to hate each other being in the same vehicle. And they couldn't cover it up. But, yeah, back in the day, like the locker rooms, one of the things when I went to my first event, I went, we went to the Dorton Arena in Raleigh. And you saw heels in one locker room, baby faces in the other. They didn't get anywhere near each other. Well, that's the the plane crash I was talking about with Ric Flair. They were they were uh, they they I think it was on the Ric Flair documentary. They were talking about how they had to keep that crypt quiet. And I think Mr. Wrestling, one of the Mr. Wrestling one or two, he had to like wrestle, even though he like really messed his back up. Well, and because they had to like make it believable back then. One of the things too was when you know. Flair was in this big feud with Wahoo. And but they really, you know, they really thought a lot of each other. Wahoo came to the hospital, tried to sneak into the hospital to see him. The nurses called security, called the cops on him because they thought he was coming up there to kill Flair. Yeah. They got him away from him. Anyway, I remember I remember when uh Mike Von Eric, uh one of the Von Eric brothers, they found him dead. Yeah, uh, he had a toxic shock. He had an arm. I got a, a, a arm operation or something, and he got toxic shock, which you know, and he just was never the same. And they found him dead. And I remember thinking, "Oh my God, I wonder if like Gino and Chris Adams got to him." I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. I was so into it, bro. I was like, "Those those son of bitches don't like each other," you know. And they I wonder who off, I wonder who offed him. Yeah, but. Uh... So tell us a little bit about your how, when and how you got into it, Warden. Well, I kind of just gave it away right there. You know, I'm from Texas. So in the 80s, there was nothing bigger down here than the Von Erics. And I remember uh, my buddy, I kn- I didn't, I, I knew who Hulk Hogan, I mean, I remember seeing Rocky Three, and I knew who Hulk Hogan was, and I had always heard it was fake. I had an uncle that was supposedly a wrestler, and they were always, my dad always told me, yeah, I, he used to, the boxers to say like those wrestlers go in there and they'd practice their moves and everything. And I, and I was never into it until I, you know, my, one of my buddies was like, Oh, this is, this is Carrie. He's my favorite. And, you know, and his brother, Kevin. And I think this is around the time. Yeah. This is the right before David died. And I remember them talking about the Von Erics. And I remember getting into the wrestling stuff and it was Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez. Well, I automatically liked the heels. I just, mm-hmm. Uh, Gino Hernandez is another guy that just so much could have been. Chris Adams, I remember going to a barber in the 80s, taking a picture of him saying, I want this oh, hair. Wow. It was a mullet. Chris Adams was one of my favorite wrestlers. And and then, of course, Kevin was my favorite out of the Von Erics. But I remember uh, they were doing something. I think it's right before Ric Flair came down there and. One thing about Ric Flair, he would—he was a champion that was always there. He wasn't like Hogan; he'd show up once a month, you know. 
Yeah. Flair went to the territories. He was the world champion. That's why I still think he's the greatest of all time. And I remember asking my buddy, well, who's that dude? He says, oh, that guy's a, the F word. You know, I won't say it. I don't want to be politically correct. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's got like these hot chicks with him and he looks really <laughs> cool. And you see him talking and I was like, who is this dude? And so I started following Flair and the NWA, eventually Mid-South, because Flair was there too. And then the, the world class, they had an argument with the NWA and they eventually dropped off. Well, that was a death knell for world class for me. And I think a lot of other people. I started watching the NWA because NWA was better. Then I started watching the WWF. The WWF never really seemed real to me. NWA was like, it seemed more realistic. Yeah. I, yeah. I was never into like Ultimate Warrior and all that stuff because it was, I, I just was never. But of course, you know, some of them like Savage, I loved because he was a bad guy. And, you know, of course, Tito Santana, I liked him because he was from the town I lived in in Mission, Texas. And, but I mean, NWA was it for me. And that's just, I mean, when I got into the Horseman and Flair and oh, yeah. it was two hours, it was two hours on the Saturday night in that. But actually my grandmother lived in Dallas at the time and there had, and I would go up there on the weekends to, cause the uh, Von Erichs had their own two hour show on Saturday nights. My mom worked for Southwest, so I could fly for free. I'd go up there, like, oh, I'm going to go watch, you know, two hours of wrestling. <laughs> and you'd see all this crap you wouldn't see on, like, world class. And yeah. just, you know, just that, and that, that I still got that thing in my hand, that dun, 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 dun that, that intro, that world class. And I remember down here getting so pissed off is because Tejano's pretty big down here. So they would do that, and they would have Tejano instead of wrestling. I was like, what the hell? And you know it would over thing, and then, and then I had to go to church, and I was missing wrestling. So, and all the Von Erichs are dead now, so I miss out on a lot. So I'm really sad. But it was the Von Erichs, Ric yeah. Flair, and then up till today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, there are three things that I became big fans of as a kid: Kiss, the Steelers, and professional wrestling, and and. Well, two my, out of three, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see the hat, see the hat. Uh, but my cousin was responsible for two out of the three. He was responsible for the kiss and the wrestling because he can't comes over. You know, he had a younger brother that was more my age, but he would always he started messing with us, saying like, "Oh, you y'all y'all can't stay up late enough to watch the wrestling." You know, he was talking about Dusty Rhodes and uh, Ric Flair, the Rock and Roll Express. I was like, who are they talking about? And, you know, finally one night we had three channels here and uh, I could get most of the Crockett shows. Like they had a Crockett show that came on. It was Worldwide Wrestling came on at, at noon. And then at 1130 on Saturday nights, the NWA Pro Wrestling came on. Talking so about TBS? I didn't have TBS. I didn't have cable. Oh. So, um uh, I got to watch that. I stayed up. And then every once in a while, you you know, on NBC with that, they would have Saturday night's main event. So it's probably late 85 when I became a fan. And it was like, let's go. And I was I was hooked. And you know, I was getting the, you know, the magazines every month because you couldn't, you didn't have YouTube, you didn't have streaming, you couldn't watch. I would have loved as a kid. And I'm sure you would have too, Warden, to have this kind of technology so we could have watched like world class. I mean, I could have watched world class. I could have watched AWA. 
Stuff yeah, like but that. I don't know. There was something about it that it just seems like now it's just everything's that you're, it's not a, I don't know. It's kind of like record stores and like yeah. you go and buy an import. You go to a record store, like what the hell is this? You know, it's an import, a live album or something. I mean, we had to like literally like search for wrestling. Those wrestling magazines you talk about, they're only three months freaking old. Oh, I know. And, you were and way then, behind. And I would get so pissed off that they wouldn't talk about the results for WrestleMania. You know, <laughs> on like the, on like, like, well, Hulk Hogan beat under the giant. You know, you didn't have that crap. You had to wait a whole freaking week a lot of times. Yeah. Because, yeah. and uh, I remember talking about, you know, I didn't have cable either. And I would come up to see my mom and she lived in an apartment at the time. And that's back when apartments had free cable. There was such a thing, Jack, at one time. Apartments just to give you free cable. And uh, I, they, they had TBS and shit. I was, in, I was having a wet dream with wrestling. No offense. Not the gay thing. But, you know, I was excited, man. It's like, God, there's like two hours here, one hour here. I mean, all this crap we didn't see. And I remember one time my mom came down to see me. We're at the hotel. And I was like going through the channels. And it was like WCW Saturday night or nwa saturday night whatever it was called and it had the wwf on it and had and i'm like black Saturday, and i was like god this is horrible i mean it's the nwa you had the rock and roll express you had the i mean a lot of the, the you had a bunch of jobbers with the wwf and the nwa you always had like a jobber that you think had a chance to win hell mm -hmm. the Mulkey brothers won a match one time Mulkey brothers. <laughs> and it's like yeah and it's like it's just like, it was like, God, this is horrible. And I think that's why I was still, you know, still until like, you know, the late, you know, the late eighties, early nineties, when WCW started kind of, when they, when they brought Hogan and all that stuff before the NWO that I was kind of checked out on it. Cause they just, they just, they dishonored flair. They just make, make him lose like that. I, I just hated that. I hated seeing a flair like that. He should have stayed in WWF, but it's like, God, you know, NWA back in the 80s, nobody could top it, in my opinion. I don't know if you told her about Stame Stevie. Jim Britt. Uh, yeah, we, I had the Norfolk Station, too, because the Norfolk Station in Virginia is what I watched the uh, Worldwide at, at noon on. I, I would get that out. Was, that was syndicated. I watched yeah. that, too. Yeah, I would get out with with the pipe wrench and the antenna and turn it till I could hear it, you know, open the window and turn it till I could hear it. But, okay, so – most of the time it came in and I was pretty lucky, but I did have good friends that would like, if it was a clash of the champions, they'd record, record it, it yeah. and give it to me. But uh, yeah. yeah, I was, I was okay with WWF. You know, right. but I was, I, I thought everybody was kept talking about Hogan and Hogan, Hogan. I was like, mm. Flair is 20 times better than Hogan. Oh yeah. And, and even at an early age, but, Hogan will admit that too. Hogan will say it. Yeah, oh, he'll, he'll tell you that. I will tell you this. I could uh I could get my grandma came to came to live with us after she got she had a stroke, but it wasn't bad enough where, you know, it just she could talk and everything like that, like she usually did. But she she was having a hard time and I would come in there and say, Grandma, you mind if I turn put some wrestling on in here? And she was like, Oh, you can watch whatever you want to. And that woman would forget for however long I was in there, she would forget if she that she was hurting or anything like that. That's and awesome. I, I will not, I don't, I'm not lying. The only there's only two times I heard my grandma cuss. <laughs> One was that Ric Flair, you little son of a <laughs> and then when she would watch her soap opera, she would call Nikki Newman one too. But uh, yeah, Nikki was, Newman, younger than the rest of the shout out. Ooh, she was she loved her young and the rest. 
She would watch Young and the Restless three times a day. I still so, watch it. It's still going. I still yeah. watch I, I watch General Hospital and Young and the Restless, and I ain't afraid to admit it. Like, you watch soap operas? Well, hell, I like pro wrestling. That's what a male soap opera is. Look, I had, is. Yep. I had no choice but to watch soap operas. When my grandma kept me, for, all right, 1230, she'd have every, she'd have your lunch fix and all that. She said, don't bother me after 1230. So that's what stories. Back when they had, like, soap operas on every channel all in the afternoon. But, I remember I remember watching As the World Turns with my babysitter. Yeah. She made potties, potty meat sandwiches and we and we she'd smoke her cigarettes, man. <laughs> Good times, bro. Yeah, but yeah, that was how I got into wrestling. And uh, you know, still, you know, maybe I'm trying to see if I ever checked out big time with it. I, I didn't I didn't really yeah, I check we out all the way back in the early 90s, like 93, 94. I didn't pay as much attention to it as I had. But then when the uh the whole WCW versus WWF started. I, I, I got really back into it then. I think but, a lot of us did because I remember when Hogan was like there when he was still the good guy and he was doing the, was it the uh, Baywatch stuff? And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. And then you know, NW the WWE. I mean, when when Ultimate Warrior took over, I was like, yeah, I I checked out and I. Yeah. I think I went with a buddy of mine in high school. We went to actually a wrestling, my first wrestling, my first wrestling. And that's, that's when we saw, and I got kind of back into it, but that's when Haku and Tito Santana were beating the hell out of each other. And then people were like, Hey, those are the, they left together. Like, Hey, I mean, it's like, it's like, <laughs> and I just remember being at my first wrestling match and just thinking it just wasn't the same. You didn't have, you know, the commentary going on. It's like, you actually had to pay attention. But it was like the slaughter when slaughter turned heel and the yeah and the, I, oh, I, just, yeah. I just wasn't into it. I just it just that was an odd heel turn. It made no sense to me. Yeah, I tell you what though, it got, well, got, yeah, major, it got a lot of heat. It, it did major heat, almost to the fact he where he was getting death threats. Yeah, um, he was. I think he had he. I read somewhere he actually had like FBI at his house. Oh really? Yeah, just around. His I, house. I I didn't buy it. I just didn't buy it. I knew it was an angle. We were at hard. We were at where we didn't buy that. It was hard for me to believe as an old school fan. Here I am, and like there's a magazine called Wrestling '85, and it had this like article on him about how much he loved America and all this Mm -hmm. crap. And it was like it just wasn't believable for me. And it's like he was against anybody was against the Warrior. I mean, I was like, I I couldn't get behind the Warrior, and I couldn't. I mean, I I was finally Hogan. I was finally glad Hogan lost, but. I wanted that for so long, but it was the ultimate warrior. And I was like, Hogan deserved better than that. The yeah. warrior was just, I just, it was, that's when I really started checking out. The dude had great hair though. I give him that. He <laughs> has some badass hair. And you see that, you see that one, I think somebody put it on TikTok or whatever, but I guess it's a Phil Collins video that he's, I had never seen. This oh yeah, yeah. 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 And he's yeah. dancing with the ultimate warrior. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's another thing the warrior can't do is dance. That was a, <laughs> That was a odd couple there for sure. Bill Collins and the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I don't remember that back there. That was the first time I, I don't either. I don't either. So, all right. So tonight, like we said, top five, our top five wrestlers with that never won a world heavyweight singles championship. Now, mm-hmm. some of our guys, 
some of my guys definitely want tag belts, world tag belts. As a yep. matter of fact, I probably mm, one, two, three, four, four one world tag team belts. But these we're talking about singles. So, uh, and of course, I've got a tie at number five. So, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you that. I got a tie at number five is two. I, but I'm going to have to ask you guys' opinion because I'm not sure about some, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I mean, so, if they won a title, but not the title, that's still. All right. Yeah, yeah, but, right. I, but I'm not, but I'm not sure if this guy won the title. One of them, I had to ask y'all. So we'll get to that when I get Yeah. Yeah. Mine. I'm probably the same because, like I said, we'll go through it. It's a great talking. The, yeah. other four, the other four I'm sure about, but my five, I got two like Stevie, and one of them I'm not sure about. Yep. All right. Since since Jack is uh, the new Young, guy. Younger and, and more. I frequent. think I went first last time on the okay. tag team. Okay. Well, so I'm, I'm, Stevie, I'll you go never first. go first. Why don't you go first? I'll go first this time. So my, my number five is a tie. And the first one I'm going to talk about, he's an underdog. He's one that you wouldn't think, but he's always – from the first time I saw him come in to, to the Crockett territory in 86, um, he was a young, young guy, good looking guy, but man, he, he was smooth. The only thing that held this guy back from winning a, a, from making a big run, he really, I don't ever think he even won like a mid major championship, but man, was he talented. And the only thing that held him back, was his ability to cut a promo or his work on the microphone and came from a big wrestling family. And you, uh, I'll just say, Oh, you didn't know. And that'll give away part of it right there, <laughs> but it's not him. It's not the road dog. It's his older brother, Brad Armstrong, Brad Armstrong. Wow. I didn't guy I mean, through. He got, he, he's gone. He's gone. Right. He passed away. Sleep apnea. Is that what it was? Yes. Cause I, cause I remember him. He was a, he was a very sorry to interrupt you, Stevie. You're fine. He, he was a, he was what you call a jobber, a lot of times, but he, he was a jobber that had a lot of potential. Well, he now look. It, his dad was Bullet Bob Armstrong. They ran like uh, a territory back in the day. Road uh, dog, brother. Road dogs, his brother, and, and uh, what's the. His one of his other brothers was a member of the Southern Boys with Tracy Smothers back. Oh in, yeah, Scott. Uh, was it That's Scott? right. I remember that. Scott, He's a God is the referee, right? He's the referee. Um, but yeah, big time wrestling family. But Brad, when he came in to Crockett, he he was thrown in that whole when that whole he came around the time Magnum TA had the the wreck. And they had to redo Starcade, and Brad got thrown into a match there at Starcade with Jimmy Garvin. But oh, this Jimmy guy threw the best drop kick you'll ever see. Yeah, he did. Very. And I mean, really smooth, quick as lightning, uh, undersized a little bit. But he, and he goes on years later. Him and Brian Pillman had a big feud for the uh, uh, the cruiserweight championship mm. the, in WCW. And I think he actually won the cruiserweight belt once. Uh, had a had a tag team with Tim Horner called the Lightning Express. Oh, with, Tim Horner, guy, remember that? Yeah, wow. in the UWF. Uh, but yeah, he's he's my he's always guy. he's always somebody that I thought that maybe uh, ten years older, ten years maybe the seventies, late seventies would have been a bigger star because you had a lot of the young. 
in the late 80s, all these guys were huge, getting huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was just so he was probably just a decade too late. Yeah. Or too I early. see that. I liked him too. He he started out kind of hot and then he kind of started jobbing at there at the end. I think in the WWF he was a jobber. And see, they Walter. tried they tried everything to give him a gimmick. Yeah. Uh, mask. He was Arachnoman, which was a. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was what? You guys ever saw Arachnoman? Arachnoman. Yeah, WCW. They're great. Yeah. They're great guys. They had there that, that uh that were doing the uh, creative. Back then, they dude put, had a hell of a mullet too, man. He has some good hair. Yeah, they put him in a costume that almost looked exactly like Spider Man, but it was yellow. And uh, Eric, Eric Carr, what? No, Marvel <laughs> Comics. In the Marvel, yeah, Marvel Comics contacted him, said no, it's too too close to that. Then, yeah, yeah, we don't want that ugly shit being associated with us. No. <laughs> but then, if you go back and watch uh, Super Brawl One, the the match with the Freebirds and the Southern Boys, which his brother was one of the Southern Boys, at the start of the match, Oliver Humperdinck was managing the Freebirds. He kept interfering. Oliver Humperdinck, wow. Brad comes down to the ring, and both Brad and Humperdinck get told to go to the back. The, the the end of the match, a masked wrestler comes out called Bad Street, and helps the Freebirds win. He's wearing yeah. The, I wonder who that could be for helping. The same boots that Brad wore earlier when he oh came. no. So yeah, Brad was he was Bad Street, but man, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, Don't he, you look at uh, Sir Oliver Humperdinck, and you know that that's all Seamus is going to look in about forty years. Oh good lord. <laughs> He's a little bit taller than him. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Brad Armstrong is my co-number five. Then the other number five uh, was a he. I mean, this guy he, after he came to WWF back in the in the mid '80s, late '80s. Bastion Booger, I knew it. Yeah, it was him. But there was no way he could work babyface after what he did. I'm talking about the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Now, technically, if you look at it. He was given a world championship. Oh, he bought it. He bought it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't count that. I don't count that. I was close. Oh, I, I will say I was close with that one. Yeah, DBIC was a heck of a wrestler. I mean, he was talented, and man, could he get heat. Because mm-hmm. uh, when he left, all he was was Ric Flair. I mean, that you know that was Ric Flair's gimmick, just with the money. You know, tra- you know how? You know how? You know, we talked about Arachnaman, but you know what? How WCW tried to make uh, the Million Dollar Man w- with them, don't you? No. The Taylor Made Man, Terry Taylor. Yeah. It's got to be better than the Red Rooster. <sighs> well, yeah, that's true too. But um, <laughs> God, the worst gimmick of all time has got to be the Red Rooster. I, I could, yeah, one of them. I could actually, from Man, time to time, oh. catch UWF. On uh, late Saturday nights, and before DBI, right before DBIC jumped to WWF, he was a babyface in UWF. Him and Doctor Death, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Duggan too. Him and Hacksaw, yeah. yeah. They and they were fighting the Freebirds, and uh, I went. So when he came to WWF, and I saw him, you know, he didn't wrestle at first. You, whenever they came to WWF first back then, it wasn't in the ring. They would do these vignettes, like the videos of them, like they were coming. 
and they would have DiBiase up there. I love, I, yeah, that's oh, I great. used to love that yeah. stuff. I used to love that stuff, but uh, talking about you know who I, money. Speaking of that, you know who I didn't know for the longest time was uh, who was that guy? Was it Dan Spivey? Dan he Dan played Spivey. that. He played that character that was like uh, Robert Redford's or Robert, Redford, Robert De Niro's character. Robert in, uh, yeah, Waylon Mercy. Yeah. I didn't know for the longest time that was Dan Spivey. Dan Spivey yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was like, who is that? And that's, yeah, you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah, you'd see that. It's like, hey, that's so-and-so, you know, and yeah. Hold on a second. It, there, there's some. Uh, They're breaking news. What? Oh, my gosh. What? Matthew Perry from Friends dead after drowning in his jacuzzi. Wow. Chandler Bing. Sucks. Wow. Wow. Wow, he was my favorite character on Friends. Yeah. I love, I, love Friends. I mean, you have a lot of millennials and younger generations. Oh, Friends is horrible. No, Friends was great, especially your Gen X. Wow, that sucks. Damn, man. And my daughter just texted me, too. Wow, that sucks. Wow. Breaking. Hey, about, he's man. about our age. He's about our age. 54. Yeah, about our age. Jim, Jim Britt just put it up here. Uh, in the comments, and I was like, oh, gosh, I hope that's not true. But uh, apparently so. Apparently so. I hate to. What if he was, I mean, he always had the history of substance abuse. Yeah, I, I know. Just, yeah. That was the first thing that popped in my head, too. Like Whitney Houston in the bathtub? Yeah. yeah. That um, sucks, man. I, I actually remember he had some, uh, he had a book come out about a year ago, and he said something off key about Keanu Reeves, and everybody loves Keanu Reeves. And oh yeah, I was, I was kind of reading on it and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, man, I, you know, I like to read his book, but God, that sucks, man. God, I, I go through TikTok, I watch old friends crap. God, and who didn't love Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox and Lucy Kudrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sucks, man. I really <laughs> Jim Brent says in other news, let's talk about the Disco Inferno. <laughs> no, that was my number five. Then ah, he, he ah, gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> DiBiase, DiBiase is my, my other number five. So uh, I think I think we'll just go down the warden, the bad guy. Yeah. Okay, my number five. You actually mentioned him all ago, Stevie. Uh oh. Somebody that I just a, a, a what it could have been. One of my favorite wrestlers, and you know, he was in a car accident. Magnum TA, he was on the cusp. I think that you kind of, you, you always kind of think about, well, if so-and-so would have done so-and-so, mm. maybe that Flair wouldn't have had as many title runs because he was the one they were pushing on there. And I just remember him being, I, I that's when I really started kind of getting an NWA and just being a big fan of his. But when I found out about the accident about that, I mean, it was like, of course, three months after it happened because, you know, yeah. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, but there was yeah. no internet back then. But the guy who is my co-number five is the guy that stepped up with Dusty. <laughs> and I always thought, now, uh, did he win the NWA title or not? Uh, Magnum TA. Or not Magnum TA. Nikita, Kol Nikita Koloff. Did he uh, not? Did he, he never won. He okay. Never won. Nikita Koloff is another wrestler. Given that gimmick, of course, he probably couldn't take with him to WWF. No. That would have been a hell of a gimmick in WWF. Yeah, dude was lean. He was muscular. Good looking dude. I mean, my God. And I know that he became, you know, his spirituality, followed all that stuff. But what a waste Magnum T.A. and Nikita Koloff were. 
Because it's just like Hitakolov, I mean, the NWA didn't use him right or he checked out. I don't know what happened with him. I kind of quit watch, you know, after a while. I don't know what happened with Nikita Koloff. I know he got, you know, religion because his I think his then his wife died or something like that. Yeah, Nikita uh, Nikita got married and his wife got really sick. So he he took some time off. And when he came back, I don't know if you remember Ward, when he came back, he had hair and he was he was a lot lighter. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't the, the intimidating Russian nightmare that you saw before. Um, well, yeah, I can imagine. But he he kind of lost his, I guess, kind of lost his, his momentum after what happened to Magnum because they were in a big feud. Well, and he I, didn't lose his momentum as much as he lost that. Everybody saw that killer instinct. You know, the night, and I don't, Jack, you, you would probably, this would tell you how, things were back then and uh jim tell christy i said hello um but when they did the whole baby face turn for nikita i don't have you ever seen that i may have i know those those two did together yeah the the plan was okay dusty was supposed to fight Oli anderson and jj dylan in a cage and it was supposed to be Magnum with him. I don't know why they thought that was fair with JJ Tillon in there, but anyway. Or JJ, the Road Warriors took him out. But Nikita, Nikita had been on a tour of Japan, and Nikita came back, and they told him what was going on. So he comes to the arena. He actually, I want to say, he wrestled that night. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Whatever it was, he he stayed away from uh everybody nobody knew except dusty and jim crockett and nikita that that this was what's gonna happen so dusty comes walking to the ring and nikita is behind him and all these people are like going look out look out they're yelling at look out and, and dusty climbs in the ring and you can see Oli and jj going like what's he doing here and then he Dusty gets in the ring, they jump him, and then Nikita joins in the fray. And then, I mean, that place went nuts. But, you know, Nikita kind of lost that undestroyable aura that he had when he went babyface. And, you know, he kept the U.S. belt for a while, and then he won the TV belt, but it was never like he – he had a big feud with Flair after that, but – it was never the same Nikita that you saw before. And then when his wife died and he took that time off and came back for a while and then took some more time off and came back again, but it was never the same Nikita after that. But no, he never, you're right. That was a good one. Jordan. He never won the, the uh, a world title. I had Nikita on, uh, did an interview no. with Nikita. I remember that. And funny story, Nikita auditioned, for the role of the Russian in Rocky Four. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, I've heard and that. They yeah. told they told him he was too big. <laughs> he he dwarfed Stallone too much. So he was evidently Nikita's a lot bigger than Dolph Lundgren. So yeah, but it, it, you, I'll have to put the Nikita interview back up. So uh, I just I just like Nikita, man. It it just I just um, I just loved his promos. You know I. I beat all the Russians. I beat all the, I win the U S title. I beat all the, I mean, it was, 
And I remember that I remember that he had that big match with Ric Flair. I think it's at like one of the Great American Bashes. Yeah. And I remember them like really talking about it and Ric Flair talking. Yeah, I have a lot of people uh, sending me mail, uh, not email back then, but uh, sending me letters saying they're actually cheering for me the first time because I'm fighting the Russian. (laughs) Flair, if you watch some of the stuff back then, Flair was like a tweener. That was everybody talked about Stone Cold was the first tweener. But at that time, Flair hadn't gone. Flair hadn't gone heel, full-fledged heel, but he wasn't full-fledged babyface because he was having some uh, he was having some issues with Magnum at the but same that's why time. They, that's why they always had him to beat up Dusty because Flair was getting cheered. Uh, so yeah, they, would, they, would, they would have to remind people every once in a while who Flair was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever this is. I, I liked him no matter what. Like when yeah. they'd attack Dusty Rose at the gas station, hey, go horseman. And it's so funny – I not to get off kind of there, but I, I was listening. I'm, I see Cody Rhodes and stuff, and I want to cheer for him. I have nothing against him. I can't. But he reminds me of his dad. He <laughs> reminds can't. me of his dad. Yeah. I just never was a fan. I I read Dusty's book. I think it was great. I think he's a hell of a guy outside. He's from Texas. But I was never a fan. I just – I was never a Dusty Rhodes fan. I, I see that- Cody, and I just – I can see what – uh, you can't say Vince now, but you can see what the WWE are doing to Cody, what they wanted to do with Dusty, and they're giving him the Dusty treatment still. But they don't. I the feel well, Dusty never. Well, they screwed Dusty with that polka dot thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't see any difference back then because that's who Dusty was. I oh, it was such a, and I'm like, well, no, that's who he was in NWA. I mean, really, mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, he had polka dots, but. I don't think Dusty hated that as much as people say he did. I really don't. He made it. He he made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dusty definitely. I mean, he was he was determined he was gonna make it work. But Cody yeah. is somebody that he's like another John Cena. He just it's like it's like he would be a heel. I wouldn't believe it. You know. No, just, you can't. Like, yeah. And I don't think yeah. he will. I mean, he. Cody I mean, when he was, yeah. for a long time in WWE. Even if even if Cody brings in Brandy as a interference, it's kind of you still can't believe it. Yeah, hell, Goldust um, almost made my list. I loved Goldust, man. Ooh, we'll keep great. that. We'll keep that one. I thought Goldust was great. <laughs> speaking of Magnum TA, do you see the Dark Side of the Ring episode based on? Yeah, that? yeah. He was the one where I think it was Rick that had to sneak into hospital the, to see all the horsemen. Yes, all of you. You want to hear something really funny? Magnum is married to Tully Blanchard's ex-wife, and he's Tessa's uh, stepdaddy. So, where is she at now? Do y'all remember Tessa Blanchard? She has some issues, like in the locker room. So that's why WWF never took a chance with her. I can't believe Impact. You know, she was for a little while. She was with Impact. I can't believe none of evidently she's got a lot of issues for none of these three to be checked your chance with her. That would She'll be probably perfect. go to AEW. I always thought it would well, be her dad crazy. was the same way. Huh? Her dad yeah, was the same yeah, way. Yeah, well, he had some issues too. But most of us around San Antonio do. Magnum is a condom. Oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me you didn't know that, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. But uh, yeah, it was. Who, who are we talking about then? Tessa Blanchard. 
Yeah, I always thought it'd be cool if she had came to WWE. Her and Charlotte would have uh, teamed up and had like, you know, they already had the four horse women, but Tesla could really be one. I mean, and Tesla's tough too. Ah, she is tough. All right, so probably why it didn't last either, because she's she's because you have these girls that are like divas, and you have wrestlers, and she's a wrestler. She's a wrestler. All right. Pinocchio number five. So, Mine's number five. I can't wait to hear is this. Something, it, it is Disco Inferno. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my number five, I'm going to go wild with this one. It's actually a female. It's the only female on my list. Now, with this one, she's won the Divas Championship. It's not a world title. You can't right. call it that. She's won the SmackDown Women's Title. You can't call that. That's Divas Title isn't the World Champ. I thought it was. Not anymore. No, because to me, you can't be the world's women's champion known as the Diva. You know what I mean? It's just, I think I that's. You disagree? Uh, Nikki Bela is the greatest of all time. I want to. Say. <laughs> <laughs> She's my world champion. Yeah, and you. Oh, I never mind. Yeah. Hey, um, and yeah, he's not using one. my magnum condoms, Stevie. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I see. But um, yeah, she's also won the SmackDown Women's Title when they had one for each show, which you can't call that the world's title either because you're the weekly champion. That's how I'm looking at it. I follow you. So my number five, and I don't know why she's never been the world women's world champion and they've brought it back so that she could still win it but number five is natalia neidhart i knew it yeah she's won i think she's has wrestled the most matches ever see they're Uh, turning her into like a Dolph ziggler type the one that's a utility player yeah i like that but um what she's done in the company, not just because of her father as well, but she's a great she female never held wrestler. The title. Oh, I guess the Divas title, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking about. But see, now they had the WWF Women's Championship. They still had it in WWE. Then they took it away for years, brought it back. Then they brought it at the Divas thing. I think that was when... um. But see, that's why I would kind of make the Divas title the world title because I... I know I, I, I look at it that way because I look at the divas as a world champ because that was the only woman's title there was. But yeah. that was kind of a thing that Johnny Ace brought in when he Yeah, that's really was a joke to me. Johnny Ace Johnny Ace, the dynamic. greatest greatest mullet of all time. Well then it's almost like saying you're the playboy of the month, you're the playgirl of the month being the divas champion. Because it's gone now. Now they've got the Women's World Championship. Yeah, but when you had like- Paige, when you had Paige and AJ have it, it was more respectable than like a Nikki Bella. And I love Nikki Bella, but I, I don't know. I would, I would put it up there as a world title. That, that's just my. I mean, no, no, that's, that's where I said to Steve. There's a lot of, not a lot. There is some great area with this tight with a champion because that was the women's champion, but you weren't the world's women's. It's like imagine if they had. The diamond stud championship belt for men, or the no, the the you're talking about the million dollar title too. That there you go, Johnny Ace. Johnny, John <laughs> hard to believe. Hard to believe his brother was in the. You look at that picture and you like, God, his brother was in the Road Warriors. 
Yeah. Yes. How odd is that? Yeah. Shane where, Douglas. You can see where all the muscle went in that group. Shane Douglas. Although yeah, Johnny Ace's ace cutter, his finishing move looked deadly. He made that look good. Wow. Shane Douglas, talk about a waste of space. <laughs> Never well, liked that guy. Shane Douglas was coming on the show next week, but I don't think he'll be you there. Can hear, you can hear him by yourself, man. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The guy always kind of rubbed me the wrong way on and out, out in and out of the ring. So he rubbed you? Yep. The With my way. magnum condom, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my number five. Like I said, hell yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, that, that Divas Championship, when they brought that in, I thought that was a, I mean, when the I still say it's the world title. I just, I man. thought it was a joke. I mean, that was that was pretty. It wasn't much- a joke to the women that were wrestling for it. I no, I, but I mean, I mean that was- meant a lot to like Nikki Bella and AJ. I mean, I I don't think it was a joke at all. But, but my hats off to Jack for having a woman on there because God, I didn't even think about that sexist yeah. bastard that I am. <laughs> Missy right. Hyatt, yeah, she should have won. Missy Hyatt and back in the I day couldn't wet wrestle her way out of a wet paper bag. She didn't need to back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then. But all right, so my number four. And this guy wrestled in so many different uh this was one that I had to really look at the different order federations he was in because he he's had so many personality different personalities, usually even his own. Uh but was gonna be the big time guy for one promotion that went out, but he he just he saw the writing on the wall and he left before they closed the AWA. Uh, but mine is Scott Hall. Um, Scott Hall. Back in the day, the AWA, they, they this tells you how bad creative was in AWA. Okay, we're gonna call. <laughs> wonder where they got this from. We're gonna call him Magnum Scott Hall. <laughs> Magnum again. He had the he had the mustache and everything, and. Then they said, okay, well, after a while, they said, no, we need to call him Big Scott Hall. So the AWA, he actually won the tag belts there with Kurt Hennon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they lost it. And then uh, I think Hennon went heel. Um, he left to go to WCW. They called him Gator Scott Hall. I remember, you know. WCW called it, I think it was a diamond stud. No, first. This was in like '89. He came there, and he they called him Gator Scott Hall. And the WCW started doing these vignettes, like uh, the WWF had done, and they showed Scott Hall up there messing with alligators. Uh, God, no wonder they went out of business. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he stayed there for a little while, reinvented himself as the Diamond Stud, which I thought was you know, Razor which was Razor Ramon, pretty yeah, much. Razor Ramon, yeah. Before he was Razor Ramon, but then, you know, after Razor, he did the whole Razor thing. He reached his potential, uh, but never won a world championship. I think he actually fought Sting for it one time that I saw. I remember seeing. I think he's only had one championship match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I only saw him one time for a world championship. He fought Sting. And I thought it was kind of weird at the time because it was kind of out of nowhere uh, because Sting was like, in the middle of the Hogan feud, but and this was like it may have been a pay per view, but uh, I don't know, he just never, never got that opportunity. 
He, he got the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, the tag titles, but never got the never got the big belt. But uh, unfortunately, no longer with us after a, a long yeah. struggle with uh, alcohol and other other chemicals, like Gene Simmons would say. Um, but yeah, Scott but he was Hall, a handsome and attractive man. Oh yeah, they, you know, as Gene Simmons would say. Yeah. He had his problems, definitely had his problems, but he was a very talented, uh, very talented wrestler and uh, hate, hate to see the way he went. Uh, he put over the one, two, three kid perfectly. Well, he, ha- he really wasn't happy about that either, but he did it He because he had been in the business. So it's kind of like Warner Anderson said, I never knew you could say no. But yeah. I, I don't know if that was the case with Scott Hall at that time, but he did, he did what they told him to do because if you didn't, you were, yeah. Well, actually, he was like a kid. Whole, I was one, two, three kid. Yeah, he yeah, was. That was a, and that ended up being one of the one of the best storylines right there because that led to him going babyface. Yeah. But uh, so it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out really good for him. They became lifelong friends too. So. Yeah. He had a he had a good run as a he. In WWF, he had a better run as a babyface. Because he won okay. multiple intercontinental titles. Uh, yeah, and those kick- vignettes with him at the when he like first started in the Scarface thing, th- those were a classic. Yeah, there was a uh, thing with him one time when I think it was fighting Owen Hart, and Owen Hart was there talking and talking about his dad, and then out of nowhere, Razor Ramon like how close was he? Oh yeah, in the Your daddy room. teach you that Chico and through the tooth look and it was great. And that was right before Owen went heel. But Owen when Owen and Hill with against Bret Hart was great. Yes. I was at that match in San Antonio at Survivor Series when he had his parents down here crying. And when Bob Backlund was had him in the chicken hole. I was like, I was like, oh, I love Owen. Now I I didn't like him before, but when he's screwing over, which I like Brett too, but you know. But man, I, I remember that. And then he got he got the the parents to throw in the towel. That was that was here in Survivor Series. Ever thought Owen would have been a good as good a heel? He was a great one. He was a great heel. I like him better as a heel. Yeah, I did. I did too. Another one gone too soon, man. Him and Yokozuna, that was a great tag team. I like that. Yeah, that's that's another episode we can talk about with Owen. Uh, Owen with the greatest manager of all time, Jim Cornette. (laughs) (laughs) Camp Cornette. All right. So, Warden, you're number four. Okay, my number four. One of my favorite wrestlers, probably my top 10. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, no, we did our top 10. Did we do our top 10 already or our top 10 tag teams? I think this guy would be in my top 10. He was a great, he was a great heel. He wasn't a very good, good guy. But I remember when he turned on Hogan. It was so great. How many people turned on Hogan? (laughs) I, I know, but it's like I saw this coming a mile away. Brutus Beefcake. And when he was fighting on Saturday night's main event and they were going down the cage and they hit at the same time. Oh, yeah. He was robbed, man. Paul Orndorff should have been champion. It's like Ventura said, oh, Mr. Wonderful hit it first, which it was. I, you think about them kind of coming up with that and having cameras on that where they both hit at the same time. I mean, that's just great storytelling. Yeah. I mean, that's but, kind of like. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Well, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. I, I'm actually friends with his uh, son on Facebook, or not Facebook. Uh, Travis. 
I, I, well, yeah, I follow it. Well, I think he follows me too on Instagram and he always posts stuff about his dad. Yeah. And Mr. Wonderful was like one of my favorites. Cause I remember when he, when he got screwed over at WrestleMania one and he turned on, you know, Bobby Heenan and all that stuff. And then a few years go by and then he won, he clothesline Hogan. I was like so happy. Cause I was like, Oh, another guy that can beat Hogan, which it was a fool's dream. But he, I remember I, I liked, I like Orndorff and, Man, and I saw him in later years. I think he was on Monday Night Raw or something. Boy, the guy started messing with the facial hair, man. Didn't he have like a handlebar mustache or something? He had the rolly fingers mustache. Yeah, and I yeah, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff was one of my one of my favorite eighties heels. I loved Orndorff. I think he's somebody that should have I don't know. I think they should have took the title off Hogan a couple times and maybe just for a little bit like they did Flair to give the guy, but Hogan was so big, I guess they didn't want to do that. But I thought Paul Orndorff should have got at least a little run on that. Orndell, uh, like you said, that night, I remember watching that that night when both of them hit the floor at the same time. And even then, they were going back showing the replay. And I was like, how? I mean, perfect. It was perfect. Exactly. It had to be the, it had to be the referees guiding them. It, it had to be one. Because, well, I mean, there – You didn't have stuff back then where you could really coordinate that stuff. That, had, that was just freaking luck. That, that they, just – that just tells you, because I know Hogan and Orndorff were good friends, and I, that just tells you the chemistry those two had together oh, to yeah. pick up something like that. And that whole storyline with uh, when he turned on Hogan when what was it that you I think it was a superstars a superstars um, they were in a tag team. It was a superstars of wrestling it, like Bundy Bundy and uh, yeah Big John Stud. And the week before, it was like, you didn't get my phone call or something like that. You didn't answer the phone or something like that. You could see it coming a mile <laughs> away. I was like, when is this going to happen? Hogan, but when it happened, you were oh, so, I mean, yes. Like you said, when you said he turned on Hogan, I was like, well, you're going to have to narrow that down. There was about 50 of them. That you're did. like, no, Savage was champion. It can't be Savage. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it could have been Beefcake, though. He butchered a friend. He butchered a friend. Yeah. But didn't he do it on – wasn't he like one of the guys in WCW? Didn't he do that? He was the last guy that kept attacking. And then I think it was uh, after Hogan beat Flair and that and Flair had to retire that he came out there again. The bad thing <laughs> the bad thing was if you watch it, when he rips Beefcake's mask off and Hogan's sitting there like doing the whole shock face and everything, and Beefcake is like, it's not what you think, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else could he be thinking? I mean, wasn't he in the Dungeon of Doom or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah, they, was... called him, they called him the Butcher. Then they went to like uh, the Man with No Name or something like that. Yeah. The worst thing that happened to Bruce Beefcake uh, yeah. is the, the worst thing that happened to Bruce Beefcake is the '80s ended because he had the Brutus Beefcake. He had all like the stuff that Macho Man and Paul Stanley would wear, all the leopard print stuff. But when that stuff was out of style, his career went downhill. He's still <laughs> rocking the 80s mullet now. The worst thing that happened to Beefcake was when they started calling him the booty man. That was that what did he get hit by a paraslide or a guide? Or yeah. was, that a, was that true or was that yeah, a yeah, that was true. Yeah, he's got steel plates in his every face. time every time I see that, I, I I every time I see a paraglide, I think of that. Like, <laughs> fuck, you can get hit by one of those things. I watch wrestling, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So number four, Paul Orndorff. With right. yeah, with Paul Orndorff, I'm just wondering, like, would winning the AW, the American Wrestling Federation belt count, or Georgia State? No, I don't. No. 
but not back in the day. No, he, it, he never no, won. George, what are you what are you talking about? No, that was that was just a regional title. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, oh, you yeah. I mean, he didn't win the AWA. He didn't win the I mean, if it would have been UWF, of course, people like Terry Gordy and Dr. Death would be out because that's a, yeah. that was a universal computer world. But he was a Georgia State championship, but that wasn't really the NWA was still above that. Yeah, yeah. What what that was back in the day, the NWA had like like Georgia had, had branches. Yeah, they Georgia Terri territories, what they were yeah. Atlantic, territories. And, uh, if you were the world champion, you had to go to all these territories. You had to go yes. to like central states, you had to go to world class, you had to go to Florida, all those all those places like that. But you know, a regional title like what you're talking about is, is what you're talking about. Yeah. Because oh, the Georgia the Georgia championship would be there, but Ric Flair was still above that. Yeah, he, yes. would, he would come around as the world heavy NWA world heavyweight champion. And you had and you had Memphis where Jerry Lawler was at. He was a champion, but you had that was over the AWA with like Nick Balkwinkle, Kurt Henning, all that good stuff. Yeah. Orndorff actually beat Buzz Sawyer for the what they called the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Which is like an American title. American yeah. Title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You had, I'll tell you how it worked. You had like, when it was NWA, what I watched, you had the world champion, then the U.S. champion, then you had like a national champion, and then you had the TV champion. Yeah. And then there was actually a, at one time a junior heavyweight champion, which was. And now you got NW um NWA AEW doing that now. Yeah, yeah. The NWA had a their I mean their title was the AEW the NWA World TV title. Yes. So are you going to consider that a world title? No, I wouldn't. Okay. No. I wouldn't either. Because no. I know one of Stevie's picks would have been disqualified if that was the case. You think? That's what AEW has now. They have got the TV champion who does more now than what MJF does. I'm not I heard saying that, uh, MJF doesn't do anything, but. Well, I see, think it's actually Christian. I think what it used to be was Christian's doing great. I love dude. He he's the greatest heel today. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. I don't know. MJF's pretty good. <sighs> but he's not really a heel, I guess. Now, no, he's changing a bit. Yeah, MJF's pretty good. He got buff, dude. He's like, wow, who's that guy? That's MJF. Like, Christian he got more hair and buff. Christian came out when Ric Flair came out. And goes, okay. um, Tony Khan that. has all this money. He gives you an old man <laughs> as a gift. In James. I, love, I love seeing Edge there, though. I just, I Edge is one of my favorites of all time. Give it time, he will do great there. Yeah, but he's not. But Edge is like Jericho. He's not trying to be the guy. He knows his time has passed. He's trying to push yes. newer talent. Yeah, you don't have a lot of people. That's why the WWF. I mean, I think it's great with who's that guy going against Roman Reigns? LA Knight. Oh, LA Knight. LA Knight's probably going to win the title because Roman Reigns about to leave for a while. They said he ain't going to be back till he ain't going to be back till the Royal Rumble. So it made me, he I may drop the title. I don't think yeah. LA, LA Knight. Be when is LA Knight? When is when is that match Saudi Arabia or whatever? Next week. Yeah. Is it next week. Okay. Yeah. Next Saturday. I have Peacock. It's like three bucks a month, and I don't even pay attention. It's like, oh yeah, eight WWF's on. But if you don't, you can't. It, it'll be on during the day. It won't be on at night. It'll be on. I think four in the morning for me <laughs> on Sunday. I, I'll be asleep, so it'll be okay. Yeah. Um. So, 
Number four for you, Pinocchio. Number four for me. So this was a hard one because I I've had like three or four names here, and um, most of them probably be my honorable mentions. But I'm gonna go with this guy. He's been around since about nine early nineties. Um, he's won everything from IC European. He was also king of the ring. Um, and that man, like he he could have done one run in the early thousands. Even for like a month. And that is William Regal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good pick. Just even just a short amount of time. Because I feel if you win King of the Ring, that means they're saying, you know what? You're not there yet, but you're there. You're almost there. But um, what he's done, even when he was like, what was that? Like the working class man. He came out oh, hard hat and yeah. had a little that was the cut off sleeves. The worst gimmick and the worst <laughs> interest music ever. He's a man. But no, really, Regal, one one run, that's all he needed. That's Wasn't all. he supposed to win it and he, like, had some kind of problem or something like that? Didn't he, like, he had some kind of problem on an airplane or something, I think, that he was he was mm-hmm. supposed to be a champion of something and I don't know. There, I don't people, remember. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe true. I don't yeah. know about. I know he mom. had a lot of substance abuse. Yes. Yeah, he had. I some think problems. that's what it was. He was yeah. supposed to be WWF or WCW or not WCW, but one of those champions. And I think that's what got in his way. My my funny thing about uh, William Regal is when they're doing that, they're doing that gimmick with him in the Big Show, and they're in the bathroom. <laughs> he looks over at the Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> he sees his. He's looking at his. You know what? And he's like, "Holy shit." <laughs> you guys remember him as ah, the blue blood with uh, Bobby Eaton? Well, rather, but he wasn't William Regal. He was Lord Stephen Regal. Lord Stephen Regal, yep. Yeah, he was a W a TV champion for a while. I think it was Actually, him. He had like this British lady. I think it was him that she kept changing the match rules. I'm pretty sure it was him. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was with Chris Jericho. He had a guy with him. It was Bill Dundee, but he was uh, Bill Dundee, the one that fought against Waller. That guy. Yeah. Oh wow. He was his little sidekick. I can't remember. His oh, name. that's right. That's WCW days. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But yeah. just him, just him with Big Show at the urinal, just looking over at the. <laughs> and then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that crapped me out. It's funny. But yeah, I'm looking to see. Uh, I do seem to remember something like what you're talking about, Jack, but I can't. I, I can't. think it might have been with Chris Jericho. I think I've got them confused. May have been. Like it was a match, and then something happened. Then she goes, I'm going to make it a no DQ match. And then something else happened, and she made it something else. I thought it was, was with William Regal. I could be wrong. I'm looking at this stuff. Um, but yeah, like, why are you doing that? Like, with, with William Regal, like, what he's done throughout the years, even when he's backstage, even when he was the commissioner, um, he the dude could go there. He, he made me believe that the brass knuckles was the must-have heel weapon. He used to hide it everywhere. Yeah. No, it wasn't him. Wasn't he, a, wasn't he an AD, AEW and they let him go back to WWF for a reason? For so 
they made oh. WWE let him go when they did their big thing during COVID, and then AEW took him, and then I think his contract just ran out, and I think just Triple H said come back. And he's like, and okay. his son in NXT or something. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You want to see something funny? Uh, watch Regal versus Goldberg, and and that's when Goldberg. Everybody realized Goldberg didn't know how to wrestle. <laughs> And Goldberg would say that. Yeah, he put it to me then. It took him that long for people to realize. Well, I mean, <laughs> Goldberg was like the that era's Hulk Hogan. Stop, kick, jackhammer. Uh, I don't think Hogan was as bad as Regal or as, as Goldberg. Hogan had – this is Hogan's match. I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't – I, I'm not a Hogan fan of his wrestling, no. but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him down there with Reek with. Uh, See, you can make Hogan. fun of Hogan's wrestling style, but people really need to see Hogan in Japan to oh, see yeah. what he He's can do. Totally Goldberg can never do that. No, never, never. He's a totally but different guy when he got in Japan. And only thing about Goldberg is that he was like kind of thrown into it. He was like so hot yes. that they had no choice. They had to you know, make they, him win. They had to do it. They were in. They were fighting for their lives against NW or in WWF. Yeah. All right. So, number four is William Regal for you. Number three for me. And we talked about him a little bit earlier. Um. Who knows what would have happened with him? I don't know if he would ever achieved a world championship, but he got close a couple of times. Uh fighting his brother, and I'm talking about Owen Hart. Um, yeah. You know, that cage match at SummerSlam that year, uh, Bulldogs at ringside. You hadn't seen Bulldogs. He's been gone for a while. Bulldogs in the crowd with the whole Hart family. And then look off to the side, Jim Neidhart sitting like the black sheep of the family. But Owen, going back and watching that match, Owen was so freaking close a few times. They played it great. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it was both him and Brett that uh, figured out what they were going to do. But he got close so many times to getting out of that cage. But so much talent. I remember when, you know, you read, you're reading in the magazines at Stampede Wrestling, which was a thing back in the day. Uh, him, he was really uh, – which and then, and then you look at it, you're like, okay, he's Stu's son. Of course, Stu's gonna put him over. But then when he comes up, and of course McMahon puts him in a mask and calls him the Blue Blazer. Yeah, everybody knew it was Owen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but for a little while after the Blue Blazer thing, that first thing, Owen was in WCW. Owen teamed up with Ricky Morton from Rock and Roll Express for a little while. It's on YouTube. Uh, I was like in shock when I saw it. I don't know what happened, but I'm sitting there watching WCW syndicated show. And I would say, you look up, here comes Ricky Morton. And the guy said, Ricky Morton with his new tag team partner, Owen Hart. And I'm like, do what? <laughs> it was a very short stay. Uh, I don't know what caused it, record, but let me see. Brett wasn't there yet, was he? No, this was. No. Way before Brett, Brett was still in the uh, Okay, he debuted in World Championship Wrestling on uh, March 16th, 1991. The first of five TV matches, all of which were against preliminary talent. Uh, he 
team with Ricky Morton and some of them. But, yeah, so five matches. I don't know how that worked. Obviously, he didn't have a contract that kept him there, but it wasn't long after that he was back with the WWF. So, evidently, uh, it says here, Hart had been engaged in contract discussion with WCW, but the deal was never struck as Owen was not willing to move himself and his family to the company's headquarters in Atlanta. So, could have stayed. If he could have stayed, no telling what Owen would have done there, or it could have worked out for the worst. Could have been for the best. But uh, you gotta, you kind of gotta realize that we don't really know how great Owen was because he's another, you know, Magnum TA. You know, somebody that could have oh, been. Yeah, saying. Chris uh, Jericho said that that was his favorite wrestler. Yeah. And when you have somebody like Chris Jericho giving you props, that's that's pretty damn amazing. Jericho would know because Jericho grew up, you know, in Canada with the Stampede. Yep. The fact, the fact that Owen stayed there, and I know he was under contract. The fact that he stayed there and did some of the things for WWF and Vince after what happened with Brett, with the whole that whole thing, um, just tells you how how class act he is. But you know, because he was doing the. I'm not a nugget. Yeah, <laughs> he and look, biggest prank, one of the biggest pranksters you ever see. Uh, I've heard, I've heard him and Bulldog. There's some, there's some audio I think on YouTube. Him and Bulldog prank calling people in the hotel they were staying in. Yeah. About pizza delivery, uh, and the lady, it's a lady, and the lady is just like, I'm, and always just like, I'm just trying to give you a pizza, and she was like, I don't want to take a pizza. She gets so hot, but you know. Stuff like that, but Owen. Owen did the same with um D'Lo Brown. He, D'Lo was telling the story that he was like nervous, so Owen got him in a grapple, and he goes to D'Lo, look down. And he looks down. He goes, "You just untied my shoes." I'm like, yeah, I know. He grappled again. He undid his other shoe, and then he goes to D'Lo, "How are you feeling?" He goes, "I feel fine now." He goes, "Let's let's wrestle." He took his mind away because he was so yeah. focused on his shoes now. And D'Lo said, "That's just who he was in the ring. He just took care of you." Well, there's yeah. a that old saying goes, only the good die young. So I think he's another example of that because it's just I remember when that happened when he died. It's just do you guys I mean, I, I, you guys see it? Yeah, I was no. watching the I was watching the pay-per-view. I was watching the pay-per-view when it happened. I think it happened at it was at Kansas City or St. Louis, one thing up there. I think and it was oh, I can it may have been Kansas City, but they're saying Kemper Arena, maybe they were saying that uh his ghost still haunts that. That they the custodians see. They say his ghost over there. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Like I don't want to go too deep with it. Did you see him fall, or was like a kind no, of? No, I just it was a cutaway with Jim Ross yeah. and Jerry Lawler. Yeah. And they came on and said it, and I was like, well, they don't know why they're going to go on with the show, but goddamn, they did. They were actually showing an interview with that was recorded earlier with him when happen. it happened, yep. and then it cut to. It cut to Ross and Lawler. Well, actually, they're, they're just in shock. They're just like they saw it happen first because Lawler had gone to ringside, and Lawler came back, and you could just see the look on Lawler's face that it was like, okay, this isn't good. And uh, yeah. yeah, and Jim, I think Jim, said, Jim Ross yeah. said he died. He he was already Jim saying Ross was made an announcement. Yeah, and but then Jim was right saying first. in his headset, he just heard Michael Pa Michael Hayes go. All right, guys, we're back in three, two. Like Jim's like shit. Yeah, Jim Ross talks about it in his book. Yeah, we yeah. got to keep going. Like, what do you, oh, man? That's what do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? I mean, 
I don't I, think today I, you couldn't. Well, yeah, yeah. You see the football stuff happen. I don't think they should have bet there. I think it was an insult to Owen and his family. And I can see why the, I the widow agree. is so I pissed off. I have to agree with you. You look at the the main event that night, Undertaker and, and Stone Cold, and you look and Shane McMahon was about it. You watch them come to the ring, and they are like totally out of it. I mean, how could you not be when one you of your you guys gotta, you're with all the time just fell to his death a few minutes earlier? You kind of got to think about Austin too, because Austin never really forgave him for hurting him like that. You yeah. know, that's oh, been the yeah. rumor, and he never made peace with I, that. I, I think, I think that was, I, I think that was blown out of proportion there. Uh, Austin, well, yeah, you're probably right because Brett seems to he's really high on Austin. Yeah, I, I don't think I think that was blown out of proportion because Austin. Ne I've never really heard Austin. Me either. And criticize him about it. Well, hell, remember he came out there and gave him the salute of the beer. I mean, remember? Yeah, that yeah. night, the night after. Yeah, and, and it's there. It, that was I, one of the first times that you had to deal with something like that. They shouldn't have had. They shouldn't have gone on with it, and I think it would have been okay if they didn't. I think people would have understood. People would have understood. When they went on, when they went on with it, I was like, they're going to freaking go on with this show. Even if they oh. said, even if they didn't say he died yet, they could say, "Look, he's gone to hospital. The show's we canceled. We'll let you know." Yeah. But um, there's a video going around now of Undertaker in the corner. They're taking his robe off, and apparently he's just staring at the blood. Yeah, on the yeah. floor. Talking about when they came to the ring, and that they're still working in that ring. Yeah, where he died at it's, his blood is still there. It's not a blood capsule. It's not. No, it's a gimmick. Book. It's real. But it's Vince McMahon. Are you surprised? I'm not. Oh, go on the show. We need the money. Go on. I can, you know, it's, yeah, I, it's like, you know, we give a lot of these athletes a bunch of shit for getting the money. But hell, I don't blame people for getting the money because when they're done with you, they're done with you. They're done yeah. with, they, don't, they don't have anything left of you. Yeah. So you get all the money, though, and, and they, people complain about big money athletes and stuff. Those companies or those teams would not give that athlete that money if they weren't making more than that to pay them. Oh, yeah. So I don't feel bad for the, you know, we as fans get stuck with the $16 beer, especially in my case, you know, an underperforming football team. But I mean, hey, when you get the money, get the money, take it. Cause, you know, you know, you get a little injury. Hey, especially with wrestling, they can go, sorry, oh, yeah. we, got, we got nothing for did. you. Say Look what they did to China. Look what they did to China. My God, she was still champion when they got rid of her. Yeah. Because of Triple H. And they, did they use anything as an excuse? Oh, she makes yeah. dirty movies. Yeah. No, I can't have that. Yeah. Well, hell, give her a raise. I would. <laughs> All right, no, Stevie. Oh, gosh. I just did my number three. Oh, Wait. yeah, yours, Jason. Oh, it's Wait. my turn. Yes, your number three. He was, he was mentioned before, and I think that he would have been higher on my list if not for some of the recent news about this guy. He's kind of pulling a Brett Favre and kind of like, you know, little fraud is involved. Allegedly. I don't want to get sued. Like, uh, who's that guy that, who does that guy that Brett Favre sued? Um, he was uh, Shannon Sharp and the other guy for talking about that. No. Pat McAfee. But yeah, McAfee, but there's a article going on that, he was one of my favorites, and Stevie had mentioned him before, but Ted DiBiase. Yeah. 
He's involved in some kind of suit. Like it's, I think that's, one of his. That's son. No, he's son. One of his it. Son. Yeah, no, he's involved with it too. He's been accused of it too. So, but one of his sons is in jail. But yeah, he's been you know, ordered to pay so much back too. So, it's <laughs> it's kind of like the whole thing with you know. I don't think Flair did as bad, but they don't rake as high on my list because of the stuff they did outside yeah. the ring. And it, I, I, it shouldn't matter, but it does to me for some reason. But Ted DiBiase was like, I loved him in, I loved him in WC. I loved him in, um, in mid South universal before he became the million dollar man. I thought the million dollar man gimmick was great. I read his book. His book was awesome. Talking about how, when his stepdad died in the ring, how mm -hmm. Terry Funk and all the wrestlers, you know, helped out his mom and family. I thought that was really cool. But Ted DiBiase, uh, I, I, one of my favorites growing up, he, um, it was, it was weird. We had a, uh, wrestling organization here in San Antonio by Tully Blanchard's dad, Joe Blanchard. It was called, uh, Southwest championship wrestling. A lot of the Tully Blanchard came from here. The sheep herders were here. Mm -hmm. I think they're more from New Zealand, not so much from Australia. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of wrestlers come down here and I would always watch that. And they made up a title one time. I remember. And they say, well, current in the uh, current. And, and it was like, I think it was a North American champion. They pretty much invented the title and put it on Ted DiBiase because he was going to fight one of the guys here. I'm like, there's no title like that. Ted DiBiase is in, he's in mid South, you know, and I, I knew enough to know not have YouTube or Google the time to know this. But they would like put a title. Oh, he's a champion. Well, how did he get that belt? They just created yeah. it, put him on it. But I remember that too. And that's right before he went to uh, WWF. But he he turned it up. But you know, Ric Flair will say that you know that's Ric Flair's gimmick about the money and stuff. Like you could have just. Yeah. But but when you hear Ted DiBiase talk about that, what a gig! McMahon would let him fly first class, buy all this stuff. I mean, he gave him like this extra money. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. He didn't. He yeah. didn't have to spend his paycheck on crap. But he he talks about it too, how you know he he started believing his own hype and stuff. But if you if you like biographies by wrestlers and stuff, this is one of the best ones. Uh, Do you think Ted was the right guy, just the wrong time? For that, like just like roughly around the same time when he could have been champ was just not yet now. I'll tell you this: back back in those days, Vince wasn't going to have a heel champion. No. Uh, it was, that, that's what i'm saying yeah nwa had the you know they wanted the heel champion wwf wanted the baby face uh because big boy baby face yeah yeah the big boy baby face but you know if you ever notice it's just like we were talking about earlier dusty never kept the title because dusty will tell you you know he made more money more people will come out to see him chasing flair and see him defending against flair uh, yeah, because, you know, they were like, I, I they would always, they don't, what they always do too is they'd always take it off Flair. You know, they put on Ronnie Garvey. It was like a transitional. Eric Von Eric. WWF never had that. They weren't going to lose their cash cow with Hulk Hogan. He was too big. Oh, we can't have Hulk Hogan lose. That's Hogan. why the, that's why buying the title was such a great storyline. Yeah. With Hulk, the, the, Hebner, the, Hebner, the Hebner brothers, whatever they're called. Yeah. That was great. You know, it's like, <laughs> How that, much did you pay for the great. plastic surgery? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hogan's first reign was like four years. I mean, and now we're what? How long has Reigns had it now? 
a thousand plus days now. So, but they beat, still doesn't beat Bruno. Bruno had like what seven years? Bruno had like seven or eight, yeah, at least. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, DBS, so we got a, a repeat. Uh, Fresh repeat. Ted, yeah. Ted Ted would have been on my list. I was just so close with that one, but but yeah, that's Ted that's why being a heel in WWE and not a big guy, yeah, he wasn't gonna win. Ted DiBiase, if he would have stayed in UWF, he would have been eventually a champion. He wouldn't be. Oh, yeah. He would have been a world champion in UWF. I do like the million dollar belt, though. Such a great design. Yeah. I like it. I like the thing with the kid bouncing the basketball and all that stuff. (laughs) And he kicks it. Wasn't that one of the Usos? No. I don't think it was. I don't know. It could have been. I mean, they used those kids back then for all that stuff, but that was you could you do, you cannot do that today. You can't. Oh, yeah. oh so, no, there's a lot of stuff that you you could. Well, you remember the them. one? Remember the one? He's at the he's at the pool, and then all these and then all the you know the kids are there. <laughs> he like kicks them all out of there. Yeah, and it's oh, like, yeah, out, of the pool, yeah. out of the pool now. The yeah. money he threw from the the ceiling, what was it real? Like dollar bills? No, I don't know. And they probably like ACDC when they did the Money Talks video. They had all the, the Angus on the... the oh, I guess. Alice like, Cooper did that too once. Yeah, but the, when he when he used to spend the money, he lived like... He talks about in his book, he lived that lifestyle. It was a great lifestyle. Yeah. I want to say... Gosh, I'm going to have to find it one time. If I find it, I'll put it up there. But he, he did something with one of the Usos... Uh, he did a he did one of those. I don't know if it was a basketball, but it was one of them he did with one of the Usos. I swear. Probably. I'm just trying to think if it was, it had to be early nineties, because I think I'm older than the Usos, I think. I and I don't know if Fat Two, you know, Rikishi was Yeah, he was there because he was, he one was of the there. Hey, he could have been. That could be. I always thought Rikishi was a the Tonga kid, but they're two different guys. Like, oh no, they're yeah, different, different guys. Guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Jim Britt, you know, he talked about porn earlier. Now he's saying he loves dirty movies. So <laughs> go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> Aren't they the same thing? Yeah. I'm looking on YouTube and I'm going to see if Ted DiBiase. So, who, Pinocchio, who is your number three? Number three. So, I think it also goes along the same line as Ted being a heel. And I think this is probably. This could be another episode, like the greatest heels of all time. But my number three is Jake the Snake. Okay. But as I said, around that time, heels and champions, Vince would never have done that. But he could have been. He had a, he had a good run as a, as a baby face too when he had like Alice Cooper out there and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. But um, I just loved his heel promo so much when he didn't oh, yell. He, he was he intense. He didn't. Do much. He just looked in the camera, and he made you feel scared. Um, and even like you know, as I said with William, just a little short championship, just to prove that he is the great one. But never, 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 never won a championship in WWF. No, no tag, no intercontinental. But I'll tell you this: before he went babyface, who Jake? Talk about Jake. Jake. There was a, you know, he did what the snake pit, kind of like Piper's pit. He did the snake yeah. pit. And there was one they filmed where Hogan came out there. And 
him and Jake went back and forth. Jake DDT'd Hogan, and the crowd went nuts. They cheered more. Yep. For so guess what McMahon did? Said, you got the worst fucking never, <laughs> That will never make there. And they, the whole, the whole feud with Jake was shelved. So there went Jake's chance. He probably wouldn't have won, wouldn't have beat Hogan, but there went Jake's chance right there because the crowd reacted so favorably to him. And Vince said, you know, Vince was like, I cannot have a heel. Uh, it's getting cheers over my biggest baby face, my cash cow. But yeah, Jake, think, Jake was a master of psychology. I mean, and I, and I think that's why only. I probably preferred NWA because you had a heel champion. Yeah. The 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 whole Hogan thing, it was too superhero type thing. It's just he's not gonna lose. And it just I mean, I, I guess in a way I had been watching I guess in a way I was kind of the old school spirit that, you know, like when you had a heel become champion that pissed the crowd off, and that was great. But yeah. you wouldn't do that to a WWE crowd. No. Well, a heel champion is great because He's always going to cheat to win, and you think to yourself, he's never going to lose the belt. No one can beat right. him. So it makes you want to watch it. You yeah. watch to see him get beat every yes. week. And yes. that's like Flair back in the yes. day. Yes. You yes. were watching. Everybody was watching. Look, when they did that, or in 85, they did Great American Bath, which was a one-night event in Charlotte. And it became a month-long thing. Then 86 – it was a month-long thing where Flair fought, I don't know how many, in 30 days. He he defended the belt. I forgot how many times in 30 days. It was like 20 sometimes. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to, but he he dropped it to Dusty. Um, and he won it back a couple was, of days later. But it was late in that in that uh, month that he lost it to Dusty. I but remember he, I remember that series. Survive. It was the great with the Flair thing, but it was also the Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard feud. That was great. No. Too. Well, the the bash that year in '86 was Magnum and Akito best of seven for the U.S. title. Well, no, there was one. Maybe it was before, but it was it was a was series. Starcade, maybe I don't know. '85. That was the I Quit match. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, that now look, you want to talk about the best time for w, for NWA for Crockett? Summer '86. You know, you had the Rock and Roll Express feuding with the Midnight Express. You had magnum and nikita you had the horsemen and dusty the warriors I mean, against the uh the the Russians. Russians. Yeah. yeah uh the road warriors against the midnight express baby doll against jim Cornette. did you ever see that that whole angle there jack no oh. i do know it because i think jim's spoken about it you talk about something you could not do today you Cornette. uh the funniest thing was after he did it because you know he dropped her or he hit her in her female parts and they were talking about you know the whole thing was she's really hurt she may not ever be able to have kids and all this stuff <laughs> well then about a couple of weeks later the midnight express are on it's on the tbs show and they're like you know we've got this match against the james boys and these two guys come out with cowboy hats and mask on and you can tell it's Magnum and Dusty. <laughs> but they get a hold of him. And this was a risk. I, I'm, you may have heard Cornette talk about this. They got him. They carried him off and tied his neck in, in a rope. Put it. Look back there. Baby dolls on a truck. 
and they tied the uh, other end of the rope to the to the little bumper, and uh -huh. they took off. And Bobby Eaton gets the rope off, and it, it yanks Bobby Eaton when he's got his hand on it. It yanks him. So Jim Cornette's like, I've heard him talk about. It. He said if Bobby Eaton hadn't got that thing off in time, I'd be dead because they were yep. going. They were they were supposed to go. <laughs> Jim Brits. Rock and Roll Express and Stomper Trucks. Damn, I miss those days. Yeah, those were the those were the things back in the day, the little Stomper Trucks. But yeah, what's a Stomper Truck? You don't remember them? The little battery operated trucks that had like the the little foam wheels. Maybe it was a East Coast thing. I don't know. But oh gosh, now I'm gonna have to find the freaking Stomper Trucks to show you. Um, after I did my Johnny Ace picture a while ago. <laughs> But they were yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still recovering from that picture, Steve. Yeah, I'm not going to. I had those, those, when they used to wear those, like kind of those Bermuda shorts, like Andrax did. Remember those? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Where were I, they I, love, I love those Bermuda shorts or whatever they were called. Were they jams? Yeah, jams too. They were called that too. But they wore those and also like Anthrax wore them. And those were like happening in the 80s jams, man. They're like, you almost wore right. pajamas. Get ready, Warden. I'm gonna show you what a stomper truck was. See if you remember this. Okay. Let's see. That's a stomper truck. It takes one AA battery, hmm. had working headlights, but I mean the the tires are like some kind of rubbery. Thing. How do you control it? Like a remote control? No, you just turn it on and you let it go. I don't remember those. It wasn't remote right. control. They were small. It wasn't. It was. They weren't big like remote control cars. Well, we had we had like those Dukes of Hazard, where you'd yeah. wind them up and let them run. That's what I remember. Oh yeah, we had those too. But this, the Stompers were big for like one year because I remember <laughs> I got them. I got them for a bunch of them for Christmas one year. But I guess they didn't make it down here to Texas. I guess evidently it was an East Coast thing. East Coast West Coast view. Um, didn't make it to Australia. No, I didn't make it. It'll be there next week. <laughs> while we're talking about Australia. Yeah, we had truck pools too. Y'all probably didn't have them. It did, did, yeah, we did. had truck pools. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this is before your time, Pinocchio, but maybe you've heard them. The the group men at work, are they like uh big like, time over in Australia? The land the, down the band? Yeah. Yeah, of course. The land down under. Yeah, that because I remember hearing that song. That song was so big back in the day. And then what the heck is Vegemite? It's a spread that you put on anything you want. I right. You have to have is like is it like meat? Yeah. No, it's like it's yeast. It's yeast paste. Okay. Okay. I bought um, yeast it paste. Why would you eat that? It's made from yeast and like oh, hell, I, I mean, like it. Hell, I can't really argue we roadkill down here. Not me. But no, you gotta have an acquired taste where you either like it or you don't. Um okay. it's, good for it it's good for it's good for teeth. If you have like a really bad toothache, you just rub it on and leave it there. Really? So they oh, say. Wow. So they say. Is ACDC really big down there? Oh god, yeah. Yeah. That's They're back. That's what matters. Topic. Are they gonna tour? Well, they were in America or South America last two weeks ago. They may come back. I don't see why. I remember uh, I saw an interview with Axel Rose, and 
He goes, hey, what was it like hanging out with Angus and all them? He goes, all they do is smoke cigarettes and drink tea. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, um, the lead singer for, it's a bit off topic, of Men at Work, Colin Hayes, I believe. Yeah. He still tours solo. Yeah. Because I I remember hearing it as a kid, hearing that song as a kid, because it was all over. That was everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, when they said he just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich, I've always wondered what Vegemite was. You know, they get called a one-hit wonder, but they weren't a one-hit wonder. They had a a so many. They had uh, Who Could It Be Now? Who Could It Be Now, yeah. What's the other song? They had another song. Be Good, Be Good. What was their name? Um. Johnny B. Good. Yeah, they are. Johnny uh, B. Good, yeah. Be Good, Be Good. Be Good, Be uh, Good, Be Good. Thank you. Yeah. Now I've got a mind blank. But no, they next, got next, next episode, uh, Minute Work Top 10. Uh, <laughs> One album. <laughs> well, they had two. They had two. ACDC is the best thing from Down Under. Uncer. Uncer. Down Under. It's Saturday night. He could be a. You know, I, I can kind of, I can, can kind of, I can kind of tell by the shirt he's wearing. I kind of give it away. He, yeah. he loves the ACDC, evidently. Oh, I do that's, too. They're my top five. Is that the American flag in the oh, ACDC? I know that's logo? like sacrilege, yeah. right? What's up with that, man? Hey. I think that's a bit like what Kiss does. Wherever ACDC goes, they just put the country flag in the logo. Ooh, a shot yeah. at Kiss. Nice. <laughs> well, a shot at Ace. Oh, oh, I say that anyway. Um, my album is going to be better than yours. <laughs> what yeah, the non-existent Kiss album that's coming out? He's going to make an imbecile out of uh, of Paul Stanley. Hey, so man, Tom, guess, just needs, Tom just needs to lock that shed up and leave him in there, man. You know, I'm guessing after that quote <laughs> that uh, he won't be there December second. Oh, I oh. could have told you that before. It's He'll you be know, there. Ace is like the the kind of the thing that he's that ex like girlfriend or coworker that you try to be nice to, but you know, you really don't want to. So I think both of them are just like, you know, we did our farewell tour in 20 years ago. Just, you know, move on. Actually, Steve Wright from the Potter and Hillcock podcast is seeing ace tonight. So that was pretty good at, Kiss Cancer Goodbye compared to other videos. Wasn't Joe Decker seeing him and he had like those extra tickets over there in like New York or whatever? I think he gave them away. From what Did you see that? Man, they're they're playing Kiss playing Austin tomorrow night. And I just wrestled with the longest time to do it, but it was like, you know what? I mean, I don't really mind the ticket prices so much, but the fees they have. I had seen fees. Them, I, uh, I saw them three times, like $40 in fees. I saw them phase yet. I saw them three times on this tour, like when it started, and you know, and it's like I was gonna do it, but God, it's like it's just not. Then the set list doesn't change, and it's like, you know, and it's so funny. And I just told myself, you know, Jay, you're done. Yeah, because yeah, we, we got Iron have- Iron Maiden's tour next year, so I'm all happy. And then Metallica, that's probably it for me. Maiden's coming back to Australia too on this tour. Maiden, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. But the tickets go on sale like next week for they're not going to be here till 2024 in, in November. Yep. Yeah. I love oh, Maiden. Wow. Maiden. I love Maiden. They're a great show. I was happy to see them. Wait, I think they're, I think it's a farewell tour for them too, but they actually changed the set list. Yes. Yeah. They changed it to where depending where they are in the world. Yeah. I'm just glad they were they didn't wow. they skipped San Antonio. They didn't come here with that when they were playing that whole last album because I didn't dig that last album too much. Is that the Final Frontier? 
no the they did that last album no the final uh you talking about the japanese album? yeah i didn't like oh that yeah 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 but they were playing that in entirety but i saw them the last two times they played and I mean, I'm I'm going to go see this one, but it's like you know I'm probably gonna it up here by the big shows, like I'm hoping Metallica comes, but it's like, yeah, I think I'm done with Kiss. I think I just I pulled a I pulled a, a Stevie. It's like, man, I'm just gonna mill it in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we got to have Jim in the comments from now on. He's he's full of his lines and like he's back back in the New York groove talking about Ace. So, uh, so where where are we at? Did Pinocchio just go? Yeah, I think it's your turn. Number two. Yes, yeah, so number two. Number two. And uh, we talked about. Actually, this is going to be another repeat. Uh, but I remember, you know, when I got into it, this guy was like the big up and coming guy of, the, of that territory, uh, of the Crockett territory, the soon to be future world heavyweight champion. And uh, I'm talking about Magnum TA, you know, what we talked about earlier. As far as what you were talking about, Warden, you found out about it so much later. You being, I had Crockett on every week. We found out about it like the week after it happened. Because it was local for you. See, it yeah, wasn't local for me. Local. It was local. So, um, and it was, it was sad because you knew all that potential he had. And, it, and then they, I mean, the plan, the plan was they took the U.S. belt off of him, gave it, let Nikita get it, and then they were going to have like a transitional feud. He had, a, he was in the middle of a feud with gorgeous Jimmy Garvin at the time, mm-hmm. um, but then it was going to end up Flair and him. He gets the belt, and who knows how long he would have kept it because there was a lot of talk about eventually. Him and Akito were going to have a feud again, U.S. versus World Championship. So where does this put Flair in the picture right then? So it might, you know. Flair, one of Flair's biggest benefits is being available. Yeah. Like he he was at the, like the best place at the right time. They put that title on Kerry Von Eric. He didn't go through there, so they put it back on Kevin or, or put it back on Rick. And then they do this with Magnum TA. He's there. That is why he had such a long run because he didn't. He was, I mean, a lot of the tragedy that happened, Flair benefited from because well, Flair, he was reliable. Flair yeah. didn't mind the schedule either. No, no, Flair, and you have a lot of guys that can't. I mean, that that's a hell of a schedule. Yes, uh, if you saw that, I think a while back they put his itinerary back then for it, and that's a heck of a, for a, Flair. For a week just for a week back then when he had the belt. And he was all over the country. And he was doing hour matches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. He would do 90 minutes. Yeah. Steamboat would do 90 minute matches. And I'm talking about. He's the Keith Richards of wrestling. I mean, it's like (laughs) all these people that probably did half the drugs they did are dead, but not those two. But he would do like when he was in that feud with with, uh, another guy that probably could have made the list. And probably if he was a decade later, probably would have been a world champion, Ricky Morton. They they would do sixty minute matches every night, and and it wouldn't phase Flair. I do remember Morton telling a story about Flair, and why are we talking about Flair when I'm talking about Magnum, but about Flair on his boat, and Flair fell off his boat. You know, him and Morton 
and Flair, I mean, this is a big boat where they had a guy driving the boat for him, but Flair went overboard and, and he said, and Morton was like, oh God, Ric Flair is dead. And Flair shows up out of nowhere and just like, oh, where y'all, where'd y'all leave me, Brian? But, but get back to Magnum. When he was on the boat, did he run into Paul Stanley out there when he got lost in the wave? Remember that? He was on an Odyssey. No, it was like Paul Stanley got evidently on a, he was in Hawaii or guess surfing and he said in his book and he got lost on. Oh my gosh. Really? Wow. Pandemic Paul. What back then? He was a star child. That's what he is now. The last week or so, pissy Paul. But uh, he was pretty cool to that kid. That was a pretty cool video. Oh man, that got me. That I choked up a little bit. Or the kid that yeah. yeah. You but could tell I, the kid had I, cancer or something because he didn't have any hair. Was that what it was? I didn't want to say so. anything when I posted. I was like, he reminded me of that kid that who was that Connor that in the WWCWC. Yeah, oh, he didn't have his hair. WWF. Connor the Crusher. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have his hair because it was chemo. Yeah, but yeah, Magnum was just you know he had the look. I mean, yeah. and, and that belly to belly. There's a reason they called him Magnum because he yeah. was Tom Selleck at the time. And he had the, he had the women too, but uh, that's what got him in trouble, according to Flair. Yeah, he was at somewhere he shouldn't have been. And he was almost home too when when he wrecked. He was like right down the road from home. He slid in the puddle, wasn't it? Yeah, he was yeah. like a Porsche. Uh, yeah, was he drunk? I've never heard that. It was probably covered up. You know, it was probably covered up because he's a big star. I've always heard about the water. There was a lot of water on the road, but I've yeah. never heard alcohol. But I don't think they said anything like that in the Dark Side episode. They didn't say. If he was drunk or high, uh, he just well, he ain't gonna he admit slid. that. I mean, it was no. the 80s, so you probably got a lot of way. Of, I mean, that would have been like New York or something, you probably wouldn't have got away with it. But you know, it's short, wasn't it North Carolina somewhere like Charlotte or something like that, Steve? Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia mm. Beach. But uh, all this news about Matthew Perry coming up here, yeah, so it's evidently it's it's, it's, it's true, hoax. Oh, yeah, but, I'm getting I'm getting a bunch of texts from them too. All right. So number two for you, Warden. My number two has been mentioned before. It's what I'm calling myself today. Hey, the bad guy. Ooh, Razor. Razor Ramon. I remember with him teaming with, with uh, Kurt Henning, and I remember when I found out that the Razor Ramon, because he was, it didn't seem like he was as big as Razor Ramon. He like he when he was Scott Hall, he just seemed bigger, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he it was seemed big. like he kind of he slimmed down. He wasn't as muscle bound, he was more sleeker. Is Scott Hall, and I got a cousin. My uh, grandmother's maiden name's Hall, so I got a cousin named Scott Hall. <laughs> so when I had when uh, I'll be watching it and stuff, and I remember I put something on Facebook, hey, because he's an Aggie and I'm of course a Longhorn, and I put something about Scott Hall. Of course, all my buddies are putting hey yo, and they're putting all this, and he has no idea because he was never into wrestling. But uh, yeah, Scott Hall, uh, big Scott Hall, Diamond Stud. Mm-hmm. I remember him showing up in WCW after the after they left. That was the linchpin to me. I don't think Kevin Nash could have done it. I don't think, you know, no, not by himself. To it. No, but I mean, I think Scott Hall, you know who I am. Yeah. You know where I'm from. That I was mean, all they, was they got sued, but Scott Hall, not a world champion, but one of the greatest talkers. Oh gosh. One of just just I remember his, I remember he had that ladder match with Sean. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that that was great. I mean, that was one of the best matches. 
Get I mean, just just somebody that probably should have had a run as a champion. Yeah. But you have you put you, and I think that maybe they may have put that on him instead of Diesel. I think it may have been a better run than. And I love Kevin Nash, one of my favorites. But I maybe think Scott Hall was more established. He much better wrestler. And it's just you know, and I hear and I listen to Kevin Nash's podcast. I hear him talk about Scott Hall. I hear him talk about his son. Yeah. And it's like, God, what a hell of a couple years him to yeah. have. But yeah. yeah, Scott Hall should have been a champion. I mean, I, I think if he would have stayed in WCW, would he have been as big or WWF would he have been as big? WCW, you kind of got carte blanche about everything. And you know, he he seemed more in control. He didn't really have these problems in WWF. But WCW, he was well up and do everything. But I think he would have had a better chance in WCW. I think at the time in WWF, you had Sean, yeah. you had Brett, Stone Cold was coming up. It, he he should have got it in WCW, especially when they had the Wolfpack yeah. and the Black and White. Well, he was you know he was responsible for for Sting's biggest gimmick for the Crow gimmick. Yeah, mm. he was the one that told Sting, uh, "You'll like this." Jim Brett, Jim Brett just said, "Longhorns have short members." <laughs> Talking about Texas. They won today. Yeah, they did. They did. Oklahoma didn't know. <laughs> oh, did they lose? Yes, they did. Oh, that's my team. Oklahoma Sooners. Well, yeah, this, just this just because it's over. Rossed. Stevie, just I gotta go. This podcast is over. Got a freaking <laughs> in <those> building. <laughs> no, but the one thing about Scott Hall, he just he was so funny. There was a part on when they were doing the the NWO thing. It was it was. Uh, Six Pac, Nash, and Hall, and they're effing with the Steiner brothers. And there's somebody, and there's somebody filming it. And they, you know, they act like they're they act like they run them off the road. And you see the Steiner car flip. And you hear Scott Hall, hey man, you think we should stop? (laughs) Like, (laughs) hell no, let's get out of here. Uh, See, you have another one on the mic, like Jake the Snake. You didn't have to yell, you didn't have to go off the handle, you just believed him. As a heel in the mic, even as Razor. But Razor was like, he was like, even a heel, he was cool. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, when the NWO, I mean, they were supposed to be these biggest bad guys. People, when they came to the WCW, they loved them. Yep. You know, and and when Hogan turned, they loved it. I mean, that was the way wrestling was changing. You know, it. they were totally, it's like, it was almost like glam metal, you know, getting rejected by the grunge bands. It's like, oh, we don't want this, you know, kayfabe crap anymore we want you know in your face you know and stuff like that so i, I like when he used to give his like give his chains to the um ring announcer yeah if something happened like, to this yeah. something happened to you man <laughs> and, uh, and the toothpick yeah yeah what about the survey though another win for the good guy yeah yep but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the out nwa man or the nwo it got too many people i mean when you have Disco oh, yeah. Inferno and who's that other guy? Uh, uh, who's that one guy that Buff Bagwell? I'm like, come on, dude, Buff yeah. Bagwell. Okay, I could I could take Buff as an NWO guy, but when you get like, uh, what was Mike Rotunda was in there, and then the the NWO Sting guy, and then yeah, but when you had when you yeah. had when you had when you had Dusty Rhodes and Savage, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah no, no, many. no, no. They overdid it. Many. They, you know, they overdid it. But. The big show was a pretty cool. The the giant was a pretty cool get. Oh that, yeah. yeah, but they should have like 
he should have stopped being a baby face so many times. Yeah. And he still did that WWE. He's it's got like, it's like baby dolls. He turned on how many times he turned on Dusty? I know when the NWO came back to WWE, Big Show joined him again. Yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, so he was in there like three or four times. I went to a WCW crowd. It was when Hogan was doing the Tonight Show thing, I guess, when they did the Jay Leno thing. Yeah. That was one of the best. I mean, you could, I mean, it It put WWE to sh- WWF to shame. I mean, not, you know, later with an attitude era, but I mean, it was. Man, I had the NWO shirt. I was so into the end of I mean, I that was one of my favorite gimmicks. All right. Number two for you, Pinocchio. Cool. So we're gonna I think we're gonna we may start doubling up here, but that's okay. It's how it's meant to be. But um, you know, we've gone through him once already, I believe. And uh, for the second time, and that's Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, same same as William Regal, he had He's won everything. No. Carried his slammies around. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and Brett, especially when they went up against each other, he 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 could have won it easily. Just because you look at a champion, it's who should be the face of the company, who everyone wants to go after. And Owen as the heel, hundred percent, he could have done it. Would have been better than Bob Backlund, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look look how fast they took it off him and put it on Diesel. Hey, beat him, what, like 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, because I saw that. I, I saw that here when he did that thing and got, you know, win that. Then, like, five days later, he lost to Diesel. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> did he? Is that how the Sheik won it over Backland? Someone threw the towel in? Yeah, Arnold Scalin, yeah. who was yeah. Backland's, uh, Backland's manager. Yeah. So, yeah. but no, I... It's all I think Owen today is the biggest what if, yeah. Him and Magnum, I'd put Magnum, yeah, yeah, I, those two, those yeah, two, yeah, yeah, those two would be, would be Magnum's the a little one. before your time, but I think Owen is the Magnum of like your of my time, yeah, yeah, because yeah, Owen would have been great. He was, I mean, I don't know, I hate to hear that, man, because it's it's kind of like that. Kenny Chesney song "Where You'd Be Today." I mean, it's yeah. just like, and like when I think about somebody, I, that's what I—that's the song. I, I mean, you, you hear his name; it, it, it's because he's passed away. But that's the first thing you think of. It shouldn't yeah. have happened. What happened? It, to could, it could have been prevented. It's like you know, it's like a Jimi Hendrix, a Kurt Cobain. You know, what would yeah. they have done? You know, so young. Exactly, but no, Owen is my second. Like, it's—he's done it all. So, yeah. All right, and that tribute they did to him, man, that was sad. I mean, it yeah. was that, tri- that whole tribute show. You hear, just seems uh, like a hell of a good guy. It just sucks when that happens, you know. I don't think, and I honestly think, you know, when you hear the hear all the stories they told from him that night, even somebody like Triple H in China, they were in tears. Um, he had to be a good guy, no doubt about it. Because I think Jeff Jarrett said on his podcast because they were really good friends. Yeah, they were Jeff famous. was coming. Jeff was coming out the next match, and yeah. they're wheeling him out. And Jeff goes, "He's blue. He's gone. He has mm. to be." Yep. And like I said, how um, do you? Walk- okay, so just think about that. How do you do that after you just watch one of your friends get wheeled by, and you know you're thinking he's dead? It's part of being a professional, you have to. But uh, it's not like you're going to the same town where he passed away. You're in that. You're in the same by 16 ring. ring. 
that little yeah. square. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's what those guys do. I mean, it's. Mm. But as you said, with that footballer, that you know, thank goodness he survived last year. If yeah. that happens today in wrestling or even football, you you cancel it or do you just take? You kind of think about that. You kind of hey. think about that though, because I mean, there have been wrestlers like Ted DiBiase's dad died. Yeah, uh, Dory Funk Senior died. I mean, Ray Mysterio just, did that to someone too. Yeah, his fault. Yeah. He did the 619, hit him in the head, and he collapsed, and he died in the ring. I think about four or five years ago now. Really? Yeah. It was before he came back to WWE the last time. I tell you, I used to love boxing as a kid, and I remember watching Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Boom Mancini, I remember. It was on on ABC. It was like Wild World of Sports. He killed the guy. I can't – I mean, it it did something. I can't watch it today. Well, he didn't die in the ring, but he went a It killed him, though. It killed him. But that's that's that was at that age too, where the Rocky movies and yep. referees now, especially after that, would not let that get to that point anymore. You know, they that's why they clamped down on it because of stuff like that. But uh, okay, number one, and I know it's going to be a shocker for uh, Numero Uno. Oh, this is the one I thought. Your number four was going to be your number one, so I'm going to be surprised. Really? Yeah. Who was your number four, Stevie? Scott Hall. Okay. No, he didn't. Ward knows who my number one is. And this, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm representing right here. Uh, oh, I didn't say it. Yeah. JJ Dillon. Yeah, JJ Dillon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. After some of the War Games matches JJ was in, I don't, I don't think JJ wants to. And even after that night, Nikita and Dusty beat the crap out of him. He'd rather work in a prison. It's safer. Yeah, but yeah, double A, the enforcer. Um, I'm kind of surprised. I we kept going up to five, and there's there's obviously one missing on our list, on your list. It's missing on my list too. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that one would have been on the list, but I want to say anything because Jack, it may be on Jack's list. But I was thinking, is double A going to be on there? So sure enough, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure. I would. I mean, he got what? Like you talk about Scott Hall getting one title shot. I think Arn actually got one title shot against Barry Windham uh, for the for the NWA Championship, and uh, and even that was just a setup for Flair to to go after Windham. Uh, you know, Windham had the title, right? Didn't he win the NWA yeah, title? Windham, Windham yeah. had it for a, yeah, while, the, a short while. Ten okay. pounds of gold. Right. So I was thinking. Before, I was thinking Oh, yeah, Wyndham was like, no, he was a champion. Okay, that's right. He won yeah. it right before Flair came back from WWF. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Flair and, and, and Orrin went were babyface. And then that's when they had uh, pretty Paul Roma as one of the four horsemen to work. And I don't care what they say. He might as well have Barry Horowitz on there. He was the worst horseman ever. You uh, that's no, a talking point. I don't know about point. that. Uh, yeah. I would say I would say Sid Vicious is the worst horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we need to go back. Uh, sorry, pal, we're live when he was doing that promo. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Sid, you got to hate Sid Vicious because he stabbed your boy Arn. You know, Sid's got half the brain that you do. Like he said that night. Oh, I've got half the brain you do. When he was talking to Hall and Nash that night in that promo, but uh, Sid yeah. was all. He should have been just talk he, he should have been all muscle and no talk he should have been like uh lesnar 
just shut up. Yeah, yeah. shut up. Just dude. need yeah, let other people talk for you because yeah, but Arn did Arn won what TV championships, uh probably if not the best, one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. He was American. He was American champion. American, because uh, Ole held like the national, and he held the American title. I remember that. No, it's a TV title. Was the TV title? Yeah, it was TV American. title. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, that's right. Be- the best spine buster in the game, too. My God. You, you, and do you guys ever listen to his podcast? No, it, like, not not his. He he talks about. When him and Tully went to uh, WWF, and Tony Schiavone had gone to WWF at the time too. He didn't stay there long, but Tony Schiavone knew from the days when he was in the NWA that was called a spine buster. And for some reason, in WWE WWF, they wouldn't call it. They would never say spine buster. They said that Anderson kind of move. That Anderson move. <laughs> Uh, signature Anderson movie, and, and it, it ticks on Anderson off. He's like, he knows exactly what what you call that movie. But yeah, the spine buster, you know, he had the gourd buster, but man, the guy could flat out wrestle. And and I remember with him too is I remember when he first started out and how young and green he was, he eventually became the best wrestler probably next to Tully mm-hmm. in the four horsemen. I mean, Flair yeah. did the same moves all the time, but Arn Anderson was definitely the, the muscle for that. And he was the one that came up with the term the four horsemen. Yeah. I mean, he said in an interview that day, the the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and Tony Schwein said, Yes, what you know, you got something there. And he right now he holds a trademark. He he's got the trademark for the four horsemen. So uh but yeah, I, I'm sure Lars will be sending him an email. Yeah. <laughs> Arn Arn was just, you know, and still is. Such a and it can cut such a great promo. Uh, one yeah. of my favorites is I'm not one to toot my own horn, but toot toot. He <laughs> was it was just so funny. I but, think uh, out of the horsemen, I liked him and Flair the most. I never really liked Tully. Like, I always uh, thought Tully was an ass. Look, but the I, Flair and Arn were probably my two favorite. I said, and I I'm pretty sure it was Tully's official Facebook at the time. And I sent him a message. I said, man, I hated you when I was a kid. And his response back was, I was shocked when I got a response back good. about a month later. He was like, good. That means I did my job then. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, Arn, I mean, doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he was, they called him the enforcer for a reason. Yeah. He took care of well, What happened to him? Why did he end his career? He got hurt somehow, right? He, he had some... Uh, issues with his arm and his neck gotcha uh you know he got he said he was lifting weights and couldn't feel it one day and he he had to drop it and the doctors told him that if he kept on he was going to eventually you know paralyze but i'll tell you this one of the most impressive things i saw was wrestlemania 18 flair and undertaker Mm -hmm. and Arn sneaks down to the ring and gives the undertaker one of the i mean a heck of a spine buster Easily his top five spine buster. He came yeah. from under the ring, did he? No, from the crowd or something. He got down. Uh, he got. He came down to the ringside because they did one of his shows, and Brock was talking about he was up in one of the luxury boxes watching as a kid, yeah. and he saw a little. He said, "I saw a little. It looked like a little ant figure going out to the ring, and and all of a sudden I look up on the monitor, and there he is giving the Undertaker's father. I was like, that's my dad.'" He said, 
kind of when it hit me that you know that was timed so well because he kind of struggled to get in a little bit in the ring. I thought yeah. he was going to miss it, but he, he got taker up, That's right? Picked him up, boom. Yeah, so Orn now is a uh, is no longer with AEW or Brock. Yeah, Brock, yeah. You know, not either. Yeah, and Orn Orn had been waiting around, I guess, to see what they were going to do with Brock. So now Orn is no longer with AEW. So we'll see see where he ends up. Uh, hopefully, somewhere somewhere soon. I but don't. If, if he comes to WWE, he's going to have to change his name. It's not going to be WWE. You don't think so? I think. TNA. I think I think the bridges have been burned so much with him, with WWE and Orn. I think it's going to have to be yeah. TNA or something like that. Yeah, because he got I, let go. He I was with WWF for a while. Do what? He was with WWF as an agent for a while. Yeah, and and the way he got let go was not was not good. He it was not Orn's fault. And uh, plus, you don't have the old man running the show anymore. Triple H is there, so you never know. Yeah. Well, Triple H is. Yeah, Triple H is not. I mean, he's a fan of Orange, so he wanted uh, Edge to stay, evidently. But they, they just Edge just said he wanted to do that with uh, AEW yeah. because yeah. they finally took McMahon out of creative. They endowed Thank the, God, whoever does. So, Thank God. All right, so Warden, your number one. My number one, and I have this, and I'm kind of surprised. There's like I said, there's one missing on here that not on Stevie's list or my list. Mine's a repeat. It's uh, how old was my? <laughs> oh yeah, duh. It's like we already talked about him, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. I was a fan of his when he was in World Class down here with the Von Erics. Mm-hmm. He was in a he was in a in Mid South, and he was in a tag team with a guy named Lord Humongous, which I think was Sid Vicious or somebody. He wore a Jason hockey mask. He's called Lord Humongous. I think he, he there were a couple instances. Of him. I think I think Sid Vicious was one of them, and then some other guy was. But they were like yeah, the tag team champions. Big. Huh? The other guy I can't remember his name, but he never really made it big. Yeah, but he was big with Jake. They were yeah. like a great tag team. And I just remember um, Jake was. I mean, he was actually a good guy down here, and he had a good run as a good guy up there. But it. It was never the same. When he did that thing against Rick Rude, I guess, with his wife or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you talk about the wrestler movie. I mean, that's Jake Snake's life right there. A lot of that was based. Do you think it's based on him? I see it. I see. I mean, it could have been based on a lot of them, like Ric Flair never knowing when to give up and yeah, a lot of them. But, I, I, I you know, that story he did with, with DDP, with his redemption, that's a great oh. story. But um, yeah. I liked him when he was in uh, AEW. That was pretty cool, but that kind of fell away. But he could still cut a promo, though. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Jake was my favorite. Some guy that should have won a title, I think. I think he could have won it when he was a good guy. I mean, hell, he had Alice Cooper come to the ring with him. Because he didn't and... even win the IC title either, did he? No. No, no he he not even that. He only – he won, like – I think he won the tag team titles in Mid-South with him. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Was but... big in Georgia. Because he was he was actually in the original Legion of Doom, Paul Ellering, yeah. and with the Road Warriors, him and uh, and his behind the his uh, dark side of the ring's pretty fucked up. Yes, not quite as bad as uh, as Marty Jannetty's, but today. I haven't watched that one. I I don't know, like Jake's life, especially for what his father and grandfather and mother. I mean, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. 
But Marty Jannetty, I don't know what to believe. That was about. his own choices, though. Yes. Marty Jannetty's got some issues, but you ever follow him? That was the best thing to get rid of Shawn Michaels. To, like that, That's probably the best thing that happened to Shawn Michaels is them breaking away. Because I think he probably yeah. would have dragged Shawn Michaels down. Definitely. They, I oh, mean, yeah. mm. You know when they break up a team and sometimes you think, oh, they, they pushed the wrong guy. Like they did the best thing. That was one Sean. of the best. That's next to the Hogan turn. That's one of the best heel turns. Yeah. And that heel turn was here in San Antonio where he's from. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine if they did the opposite and push Marty? What they did, Sean? I just think Sean just had more shit together. He has, I think, when they got in trouble, a lot of it sounds like it was Marty. Like, cause they were uh, up in WWF for a while and they got they got kicked, they got fired. Yeah, if you watch the dark side, a lot of the times, like Sean wanted to go home and Mike's like, no, no, let's go out. And then Sean's like twenty drinks deep, so it was always Marty who's. The Marty of the party, yeah. Marty the partier, the, and then the whole thing with uh, I think Marty had contacted WCW without asking Sean when they were still the Rockers, yeah. And he was like, hey, What are you doing? You know, I'm not going anywhere, and yeah, anyway. Uh, but his social media accounts are pretty, are pretty wild if you follow him on Twitter. Apparently he doesn't have social media. He has to rehabilitate himself like Sean, huh? Look, yeah. Tony Schiavone on his podcast, one of their segments they do is reading Marty Jannetty's Twitter. And oh. it is hilarious to hear them do that. But, yeah. All right. We're down to the last one. Jack, last you're one. number one. Should I mix it up a little bit? No, I'm going to go with... Someone who I, who I, one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time, and we've spoken about him twice already. It's going to be the trifecta of wrestlers, and that's Scott Hall. It's just a shame that he never became a world champion. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes, especially in WCW. Not even one, because if he won it, then every original NWO member won the title. And it just never happened. How? I don't know. But maybe he was too much of a nice guy. X-Pac never did. No, I'm just talking about the original. Just the the first three. three. Oh, those three. Okay. Yeah. But maybe he was just such a great guy backstage. And I said, Scott, we're going to give it to you. Scott's like, you know what? I don't don't need it. You know? I think his biggest thing was his best friend, Kevin Nash. I think when Vince McMahon saw Kevin Nash, he fell in love with that. That's his type of wrestler. Yeah, and he just pushed Scott Hall to the side. I think Scott Hall would have done it if it weren't for Kevin Nash. But right. I could be wrong, you know. I don't want to. No, know. it's it's a, it's a fair thing. Like, where, what if Kevin never went to WCW? Yeah, made more Ninja Turtle, Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> yeah, Shredder, Super Shredder. Um, here's the thing that I don't get though. Uh. We talked a little bit about when I was talking about him earlier about when he was big Scott Hall in mm-hmm. AWA. Why in the wide world of sports would you put the title on him in the AWA? If you he had the look and they obviously they liked Kurt Henning was there, that's why. No, but Kurt Henning didn't get the belt till after Scott Hall left. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because Nick well, Bachman was there. Yeah, I mean a freaking 
Nick Bockwinkle, I'm sorry. God rest his soul. And he was a that's Vern Gagne. That's Vern Gagne is what he did, though. But you got Nick Bockwinkle. I agree. I agree. Looking like he's 60 years old. And first thing, first thing AWA messed up, they could have had, and me and Jack talked about this. I was telling Jack about this early in the week. They could have had Hulkamania there. Mm -hmm. put, if they put the belt on Hogan, but no, they kept it on Bockwinkle. It wouldn't have been the same without Vince. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know that, but you had oh, that I know. crowd was getting into the whole Hulk Hogan thing in AWA. I, I agree. Watched. I agree. But, they, but it wouldn't have been as big without Vince, I think. You put it on freaking, let's see, Bockwinkle had it. Stan Hansen had it. Mm. Rick Martell had it. But not Scott Hall. That's I why they went know. They went under. They didn't make the best decisions. Exactly. That's why you go under. Wasn't Orndorff even wasn't Orndorff up there too for a while? Mm, but I think I I think what the AWA had the biggest thing is that people didn't like because it was too damn cold. I mean, you got New York, but you got Minnesota. I mean, but New York, had, it's the Big Apple. Minnesota, who wants to go up there? You know, know what AWA was? Yeah, it was like yeah. very cold. How okay. didn't they succeed though when they had a deal with ESPN? That showed oh, yeah, them. exactly. Because they rather they rather put people like Buddy Rose, out Buddy there. Rose and Doug Summers are the tag team champions. And Pinocchio, if you look them up, rock and roll Buck Zumhoff, that a winner that guy was. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he's he's locked up in the same cell as Steve Cornell. Um, but the I take they had look they had the Midnight Rockers there. They before they were the Rockers. And who was it, that? Who was that weird-looking Russian dude? The Boris Lukov. What was up with that head, man? I was talking about a bald He's, head. He was and actually he, in in uh, Mid Atlantic. He was like Private Terry Daniels. That and then you crazy. had a then you had a one of the top guys was a bad guy. He he was pro apartheid. Colonel De Beers. Colonel De Beers. He had the big feud with Jimmy Snooker. Um, Hell, they had Slaughter at one time too. Yeah, they had they had a lot of people there, but. Another thing that hurt AWA was the nepotism. He would put his belt on his son. It's like a 15 pound son. Yeah. Greg <laughs> Gunn. He's, he's going to go against Hawk from the Road Warriors. Yeah. He's going to win. And then, you know, they had the Road Warriors there. Wow. Freebirds. The Road Warriors were the AWA tag team champions. And then they, they take it off and put it on gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal. That was the team that beat the Road Warriors. So. But yeah, um, so that's our top five wrestlers that never won a I'm world. I'm really, really surprised that there's one big omission that almost made my list. Oh, I've got some uh honorable mentions. But I think no, I think this is the biggest one though. I think Who? Piper. Piper. I had him. He was close. I, I think I could have swapped him. I could have swapped him for Jake. Yeah, I yeah, Piper just Piper's like, I don't know. He's kind of like Dibiase and Flair for me. He's <coughs> gone down in my my personal, I guess, feelings about him. Yeah. Because of the crap he did, like when he went after Stone Cold, that stuff he did right before he died. I mean, I'm just sucks that he didn't make it up, but man, he went off. Uh, he went got crazy at there at the end. But I mean, but you talk about somebody that you know Hogan tried to make the movies. Piper was a one that really, I think, him and then another one, Ventura, Jesse yeah. Ventura. 
probably more known for their movies than they are for their wrestling career. But there was nobody bigger than Piper when he was a heel in the like mid eighties, like with WrestleMania and stuff like that. There couldn't, it wouldn't have worked with Hogan and T without Piper and Orndorff, mm. especially Piper. All right. So are we going to do some of the honorable mentions or we're going to save them? Save them. Save them. Make them wait. Uh, <laughs> I will but, say one though. I was close because I, it won't make it, but Dustin Rhodes. Not I had, Dustin. I Dustin. Yeah, Dustin, yeah. I would and, say I would say Piper and Ventura. Ventura is one of my one of my one of my kind of my favorite. He he did a lot for the color commentary stuff. Yes. Well, there was two others we talked about, but I won't mention them because we're going to save them for. Yeah. We can do. I mean, we already mentioned them. You can mention them. I, I said one. Jay said one. You can say one. Yeah. Okay. What about Tully? Yeah, I always look at Tully as a tag team guy. I kind of look at yeah. him as do as Arn, but I get your thing with Arn too. Yeah. Tully, Tully won. Tully had TV championships. Tully had national championships. Tully had U.S. championship tag, yeah, tag team, world tag team. The only thing he didn't win was that world belt. Just like, just well, a little bit better than Arn as far as uh, what belts he won. But, he had a uh, he was down here. He had a his dad, of course, ran the Southwest Championship Wrestling, and he he was tag teams with another guy that Gino, Gino. Hernandez. Who Jack, if you never heard of Gino, you ought to Google him. And oh, look him yeah, up. yeah, Gino. I remember the day he died, and it killed me because I because I remember it was the flare, uh, flare Chris Adams and him. He had like blinded Chris Adams with the it's like, oh my god, did Chris Adams kill him? You know, and just crap like that, man. But it, yeah, but there's just something about you know, you, for every Flair and Hogan you have, you got to have a Razor Ramon, you got to have a yeah Arn Anderson, you got to have that person that puts that champion over. I mean, Ronnie Garvin, should he have ever had the title? No, I would have put on Arn Anderson before. Turned on Flair, went after you know, won the title yeah. instead of Ronnie Garvin. I would have done it if I booked it. So. Well, you know, the word the rumor is that. Garvin wasn't the first one they approached about that belt, about carrying the belt, being the transitional champion. Who was it? Ricky Morton. There's yeah. a picture. Yeah, there, I can see that. I can see There's that. a picture of Morton holding the belt backstage where he won the belt, but they told him that if he was going to keep the belt, they would have to split the Rock and Roll Express up, and Morton wouldn't do it. Mm. He, he uh, I don't know which podcast he was on ricky morton maybe it was flair or something and he and flair always asked him why didn't you do that and he said he always felt an obligation to robert he was on jazz one time was it because because robert jericho's podcast yeah robert robert wouldn't have had the career without ricky yeah robert Robert was one that didn't have the mic skills for sure i mean if it, it was downright uh uncomfortable to watch Robert try to talk on the microphone and uh, uh, Clash of Champions 2, you want to see a funny moment Clash of Champions 2 the return of the Rock and Roll Express, they left uh, and came came back and they're getting introduced and they're at ringside and Robert's walking about bust his ass right there in front of the national television, I'm like oh my gosh, but they're there's a lot we could talk about, uh, you know, 
with with these guys, Rock and Roll Express, stuff like that. Do do profiles, uh, episodes of, of certain ones, and talk about it. But uh, tonight has been a good night for the Triple Threat main event, the, the debut episode. Before we go though, if you're a local to me, and these guys are not local to me, so they won't be there next Saturday. Stevie no, stripping. No. <laughs> the the uh, that would be a worldwide event there. Um, <laughs> next Saturday at Run Rapids, North Carolina, where they got the Rage Wrestling Warriors. Uh, the they return to Run Rapids. I'll be there at ringside filming. Um, just to tell you the card, so the three main matches of the uh, the Genesis lightweight championship or cruiserweight, whatever you want to call it, Wes Rogers versus champion Austin Shadows. Then you got the the tag team championship match is a three-way match with Dos Legit versus the Geordie Bulldogs. Dos Legit, I like that. Versus Radical City Kings. Ooh, that uh, sounds awesome. So then the heavyweight championship, Dirty Money defends against Dwayne Allen. So uh, bell time is 7 o'clock. There's Dirty uh, Money. Dirty you're thinking, of, you're thinking of beer money. No, I'm thinking of something else. Who is it? He's he's a uh, independent guy. He's uh, up in the uh, Washington D.C. area. I, I know beer money. Dirty money does sound familiar though. Okay. Yeah, he's he hadn't. He, I don't think he's ever been on like any main no show or thing like that. Maybe I've heard it on like a wrestling podcast. You are you gonna have. be out? Are you gonna be out with the bikini, Steve, and talk about the different oh, rounds? Of course. Hold the side. The yeah. UFC, the UFC girl, the standard. Yeah, I just that's, a, that's what I do every show, though. What are you talking about? Well, that's how they get them. That's how they get the crowd sold out, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, bring that in there, man. Yeah. Um, but if you want floor tickets, they're fifteen dollars. Uh, adults, ten dollars. Ch- children, five dollars. But uh, be sure to be there for a good chair. It's a charity event for the Christmas for Kids that the Run Rapids Police Department put on. This is a yearly thing now. So I will be there ringside. I've only missed one. When is it? It is next Saturday night. Saturday night. You're going to fly down. I'll be waiting for you in the ring, brother. <laughs> yeah, Ray, Ray usually puts on a really good show. What, no, no, Captain Insano, dude? What the hell? Captain Insano. He came back. He did come back. Yeah. Tony Khan made all that money for him to be out there on a float in the water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wrestling, you guys have been watching um, wrestlers on Netflix, yes. I have no, not like good. What's that? What, no, it's based on OVW, Ohio okay. Valley Wrestling. It's good, part owner. really good. I checked that out. Well, that's yeah, why he was on, he was on a podcast. I think Chris Jericho's right, Al Snow. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He's been on Jericho's, he was on uh, Busted Open, too. Okay, um, and and guys. There's another show we need to get behind a little bit. Hopefully, it will get picked up. I don't know if you guys watch it or not. Heels, which was on Stars, uh, had two seasons, and Stars pretty much told them, you know, we're not going to bring you back this year. Even though uh, they were talking about the ratings were down for it, but they couldn't promote it because of the writers' strike and all this uh, stuff. So, but uh, if you have not watched Heels, give it a chance. It's a wrestling family, independent see but it's it's not real life i mean it's not like a reality show it's a i guess like a friday night lights foot compared oh, yeah. to that to football okay. but uh 
it ended the the uh, season finale was it left a lot hanging, and I hate to see something like that. That sucks uh, though because the strike's over. So yeah, and uh, it's a good show. It's got some guys you would recognize. CM Punk and was actually on there. James Harrison from the Steelers was a, played a wrestler the first season. Well, that's enough reason for me not to watch exactly, it exactly because no cowboy would make it. But yeah, uh, they drop they drop it before they they wouldn't make it to the ring. They'd fall down. They drop it hard just like they do the passes. They <laughs> got there. But anyway, that's what I'm hoping happens this weekend because uh, my right, Rams go against Anakio is a Rams fan. So, uh, I don't bet on them, so I just. Nobody's gonna I, I'm a I'm a long time I'm a long time fan. I'll always be a cowboy fan, but I'm the one that makes the most fun of them. Anybody? I'm not one of these delusional. Oh, this is our year. Right. There's a bunch of them out there, but there's a bunch. Of I've been lucky enough to see my baseball, my basketball, my college football. All my teams win. So if I never again, hey, I had a good run. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Is it your all Texas right. team playing in the baseball now? What's Texas that? Rangers. Rangers, is that your team? No, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, but I'm pulling okay. for the Rangers. They're losing right now, though. Yeah. They have all these ex. They have all these ex Cardinals on there. It's like, man, that says a lot right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, they'll definitely lose now. Well, it was 12 years ago the night they won, Stevie. Whatever. Whatever. The Rangers. The Rangers. Well, how are you? The Orioles. Orioles choking in the first round. I, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that day? I told you when you said something. Uh, Orioles are, are going uh, well. They uh, were, they were the best, one of the best teams in the know, American League. Experience in the playoffs, but everybody <laughs> asked me because I watched baseball. I was like, Well, hell, I picked the Astros and the freaking uh, you know, the Orioles, and I picked the Orioles and the Braves. They both out number one seeds. That that whole format that they've got now, where you get a week off if you're the number one seed, that that's a long time that they there, there's talk about them splitting up the divisions. They need to do that. Yeah. That is a long time to be off in baseball for the whole week, especially that late in the year. Yeah, and you can't really count against the Arizona Cardinals, man. They got hell. They got John McCain, the spirit of John McCain, got them or something because they should not be there. You talking about the Diamondbacks, right? I say the Arizona Cardinals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would really be a good match, Arizona Cardinals against. Yeah, the, they would really have the spirit yeah. of John McCain if the Cardinals made it. No, he was a he was a Diamondbacks fan too. So yeah, yeah, I remember. All right. Any last words, guys? Hey, it's fun. I'm looking That's forward fun. to the next one. Yeah, we need to yeah. we need to plan out. This may not be an every week thing. This may be a oh, quit being such a wuss, Stevie. Come on. A bi-weekly thing, uh, like twice bi-monthly, month. maybe. Yeah, something like that. Why fortnightly? Bi I say bi-weekly. I'm I'm talking like I'm an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, bi Felicia. Bi-monthly. <laughs> bi-monthly. But uh, you know, what time is it there now, Pacquiao? Right now it's quarter to two Sunday afternoon. So don't tell us what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, when I saw that whole Y2K thing, it's like okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We made it through first, so we're fine. So before we go, guys, talk about some podcasts we listen to. Uh I've mentioned a couple already that I listen to as far as wrestling goes. The Arn Anderson podcast is good. Uh he's <clears throat> if you go right now, he's going like month by month of his wrestling career. I think they're in oh, nineteen ninety three. Wow. So uh you know, he has about maybe about three or four more years to go. But uh, then, uh 
what happened when with Tony Schiavone, the voice mm -hmm. of your childhood? That was good. Do you tell I was definitely a Crockett guy? I listened to a lot of that, but I will listen to Bruce Pritchard on uh, something to wrestle with. Uh, that's three of them that I listen to. What about you, Finocchio? I know you listen. I know one you listen to for sure. But you you've got the billboard for it on you on you right now. Yeah. So the, of course, you know they're about three to four hours long. You got the Jim Cornette Jim Cornette experience and drive through. What's the difference I, there? Sorry, about two what? hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's the difference between the drive through and the experience? What is this supposed to be the difference? Uh, so yeah. the drive through reviews. Monday to Wednesdays wrestling. Okay. Ex no, sorry. Yeah, and experience does like your SmackDown weekend stuff. Okay. And I, I always wondered what the difference was. I've I never think the experience he also includes pay per views if there's a pay per view on. Okay. Um, I, I really love eighty three weeks with Eric Bischoff. Right. Big one. Um, click this, of course, with Kevin Nash. But if you really want to have a laugh. With wrestling. I know which one you're gonna say. Oh, you didn't know podcast. Oh my god, man. I, I cry. What's the name of it? What's the name of it? Oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Him and Cassio Kid, man. I, I I no joke, I cry in laughter. They're only about 90 minutes. It takes me three hours. I'm just rewinding and yeah. rewinding. But yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think they get a little help with the laughter there, but I may be, I may be wrong, but yeah, I listen. I actually, uh, I'm trying to catch up on some of them because you, you sent me the, the uh, part where he read your, your right, comment. Yeah. comment up there and he got your name right. Believe it or not. Yeah. For uh, a Southern man, he did well. Yeah, He got his name right the first time. It's better than some, some people have because the first time I saw it, I was like, what the heck is that name? But, uh, but there's there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there. Yeah, They're my yeah. main ones. The Conrad Thompson ones I like. Three hundred. Um, he he hope co-host or what? Yeah, Grilling Jr. is good. Lately yeah. they've they've been playing a lot. You guys may remember. How do you he did his thing. He's cool. I used call. to call into that show. Yeah, back and in then, the early nineties, uh, Jim Ross did a Sunday night thing that you could I could pick up every once in a while on AM radio. Uh, but it was a it was a show where he started off. The bad thing was he started off and it was WCW because he was still working there. Yes. Yep. And then they still had the he still had the contract with that. So because this is an Atlanta uh, radio station, and when he went to WWE, he just started bringing the WWE guys on there. And it was all. But he was still playing like Michael Hayes doing the promo that if you want to hear the best at wrestling. You listen right here to yeah. Jim Ross. And, and Sting, he had a Sting went up there the other day. Yeah, he's been playing. I've enjoyed that because I, I've listened to a lot of them. Yeah. And actually, there was some nights I had to get in my car and listen to it because the car would – I couldn't pick it up on my regular radio, but it would pick it up in the car. And I call like have um, through, I'm waiting to maybe one day hear me up there because I got through once up yeah. there. I like yeah. when they um, have like a heel co-host. And like a little kid will call up and he'll like, your question shit, go to bed next. <laughs> Terry Taylor, that when he wanted to be called Terrence. Yeah, that was, was a good one. Yeah. And all these kids were calling in going, hey, Terry. And he was like, Terrence. And every one of them was, and they were doing it on first. Hey, Terry. Terrence. Click. Click. Yeah. But then they had one the other day with, uh, you hear the, I don't know if you've listened to one, with the wizard. 
That yes. Was, it was Bruce Pritchard. It was Bruce. Yeah, it was yeah. Bruce Pritchard. And he was talking about how bad the – how stupid the people in West Virginia were. And I was like, oh, okay. But some little kid called and goes, aren't you Bruce? He goes, no, I'm the wizard. Don't you listen? <laughs> <laughs> that kid was pretty smart to figure out with Bruce Pritchard back then. I thought it was at first. I'm like, that sounds but like you Think about it. Back then, nobody knew who Bruce Pritchard was. It, oh. I mean, Brother Love. Brother Love. Bruce Pritchard was. I feel so left out. I don't really listen to wrestling podcasts. He does. He listens to Jericho's. Uh, well, he doesn't really have a lot of wrestlers on there. When, and kind of when he does, I don't really listen to him. When he has like a rock star on, maybe I do. Yeah. My One of my favorite podcasts is not a wrestling thing, but it you're going to be kind of shocked that I actually like this guy. I like New Heights with the Kelsey brothers. I think Jason is a cool dude, even though he plays for the enemy. And I like Travis. But... um. <laughs> I, I, you know, but football and, you know, hey. busted I like busted open. That, that's probably my go-to. You play after a pay-per-view. Isn't that the Taylor Swift football team? Yeah, are you playing with a blank space now, Warden? What? We're going to have bad blood because you're going to have a blank space for a while. <laughs> they, they, had, they had this shit yesterday that Travis was at the World Series. I was like, why is he there without Taylor? Because he's got a goddamn life too, man. Mm. She was probably she was probably having to, had to do something that night. That's why he went with her. Yeah, she. I mean, it. it She's the richest woman in America, dude. It, it's, it, it's 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 funny cool. how. Awesome, but. Have you have I was watching the game against Kansas City last week, and they had Jim Nance there talking to Tony Romo, like talking about the Kelsey thing. It's like, yeah, I lived that, dude. Don't you remember with Jessica Simpson? Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they're talking about tomorrow. The Kansas City Denver game might be like oh, six snowed out. Yeah. Snow. Oh wow. Where, yeah. where at in Denver? Denver. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I wonder if Taylor's going to be there for that. No, she's got in Europe on her. She got to do her Europe tour. Oh, because Denver's an open stadium, isn't it? Yep. Yep. She's on her tour. You know where? Where's she going to be at? Where's she at tonight? She's going somewhere across seas, and that's they're going. And he's going to Germany. I guess that game they're going to have in Germany in a couple of weeks. I'm sure she'll go up there. But anyway, I don't. I don't know. My thing on the Taylor Swift thing, I don't care. I don't hate her. I'm not a fan of her music. I don't hate her. She pays bonuses out to her staff. Oh, Even I don't have a driver, That's great. She's a woman that writes her own song. She's a great inspiration for a girl, for little girls. I mean, it's like you want her or like Nikki. Your daughter's doing Nicki Minaj. You know, come on. Yeah. And, and what she's. I'm the same. I'm just. I'm just not a fan. I, I mean, I don't hate her, but I mean, I no, don't know her. I don't hate her. I don't dislike her. I'm just tired of seeing her on football. I am a fan of Travis, though. I thought he did great on Saturday Night Live. I thought he, he's a great football player. And it's like uh, Jason was giving a bunch of shit. It's like, damn, have they compared your numbers to when she's at the stadium and she's not at the stadium? Yeah, you Andrew Reed said she yeah. could come as long as she wanted. And, and Jason and Travis Kelsey's, I mean, he's a hell of a tight end, man. I mean, he's a good, he's a good, he's a great player. You can see um, Pat Mahoney's wife starting to get cranky now because she's oh. on the. Is she getting? She's jealous? in the back now. She's in the background now. You watch I mean, the quarterback if, show. If anybody should yeah, like not like is. some, anybody should not like somebody. It should be Mahomes' brother. That guy's a creep. <sighs> I didn't know how bad he was until I saw that quarterback's TV show yeah. on Netflix. If you were, have you watched that, Ward? No. Netflix, you need to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to watch that Kelsey on Amazon about Jason. You'll really think he's creepy if you if you watch a quarterback's thing. He's yeah. All right. Well, on that uplifting note, 
yeah. How did we get talking about Taylor Swift? And because I don't listen to wrestling podcasts. Taylor Swift makes it into every conversation, I guess. I do. I I do listen to Jim Jim Cornette's podcast a lot. Yeah, but even he gets a little too political for me. Yeah, I mean he. I agree with a lot what he says, but I mean he's just a little. I don't need to hear that crap all the time. (laughs) You know, it's like I rather hear more about wrestling. But it's his podcast, and if it's your podcast, you can do what you want. Another episode we could do about Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. Yeah, uh, falling off them, breaking his leg. Big Bubba, Ray Trailer, Big Boss <laughs> Man, whatever you want to call him, the Guardian, the Boss. How many different names are you going to go by, buddy? He was a world champion, wasn't he? UWF. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he won. He, he wrestled in the suit. He beat One Man Gang before One Man yeah. Gang went to WWF. Then he lost to Doctor Death. One yeah. Man Gang. He came yeah. from being a Jobber you know, on TBS. Did he act like he wouldn't act like he was black or something? Boy, imagine that happens today. That was, that was one man gang. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that? And uh that slick, he's like a minister slick. now. <laughs> Jesus. I, you know, uh, they, they, um, but I what was that tag cool. team they called themselves like Hakeem and Towers? Yeah. 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 Well, that wouldn't go over either. Not uh, now, yeah. especially yeah. Yeah, we need to do a where are they now wrestling. That'd be Ooh, slick. Is actually uh you need a minister? A family. We talked about Rufus R. Jones earlier. Slick is Rufus R. Jones' son. Oh, really? Yes. That's how he got into business. Just don't ask where Virgil is. He'll probably charge you 50 bucks to ask. Virgil or Vincent. Yeah, yeah, Virgil's like Gene Simmons, except people pay for the Gene Simmons. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Bad. it's bad when you're a pawn in both federations against, you know, your name is used in both federations against the other guy. Like Virgil, yeah. Dusty Rose, real name was Virgil Runnels. Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I mean, so yeah, they yeah. just shots at each other through him. But anyway. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight for the first episode of the Triple Threat main event. Uh, next time, look, we're going to do these like every once in a, in a while. It's not, you know. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. We'll <laughs> it is the tomorrow. Monday night main event or Sunday night main event for you. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have these on from time to time, hopefully. hopefully yeah, don't call us. We'll call you. Exactly. And uh, But you guys be thinking about what you want to do next i'm up for you know yeah throw you some ideas and yeah get some ideas out there but that's going to do it for tonight after a almost three hour long <laughs> i think we we about got the three hours you jinxed it earlier warden but yeah, that was uh, four hours we did the top 10 yeah anyway that's going to do it for tonight and we'll see you guys next time on the triple threat main event see Thank you, you.